All right, guys, it's Cleveland Podcast. We're episode number 410. 410. Hey, we, 410. We, we got numbers. We got numbers? Are we rolling? Are we actually rolling? <laughs> no, it was I fine. saw You're your fine. finger come off the pad. I know, I was but like, I didn't yeah, get the same We got numbers. We have sad. numbers, and Dan has a bat. Look, look. Now, <laughs> now, let's wait for a minute. You're only 10 away, so you might as well start doing a countdown yourself. 10 what? From 420. Oh, yeah, that's that. Oh, April? Wednesday. No, he's talking about podcast, podcast. number 420. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> a very, actually, spe- a actually, very special podcast. 420 going to fall on 420? Dude. No, but... Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> speak a couple extra podcasts in the meantime. Here we go. Sleepy, yeah. for you, yeah. I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I brought a cake last year. <laughs> you know, for you, for if we could do it so that episode four, so we could squeeze 10 episodes in yeah. between now and April 20th. All right, let's think about this. So we got all of March. It's four, a month. The 20th yeah. is on a Thursday. That is true. There you go. So that yeah. that works. Four twenty is on a Thursday. <laughs> so we just need to have six additional podcasts, hmm. and we can do that. Yeah, we can because we can have six, you know, one on one with whatever, like you know, special specials, sure, sure. a very yeah. special podcast. We're going to number all of our podcasts, by the way, because you know Dustin used to do that thing where it's like, well, this one doesn't count because it's a, a remote shot or whatever. Yeah. But no, we we count all of them now. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. podcast is special. Or you could Tom do a- probably needs to do an Unky Phil. Yeah, well, we all need to do that. We have to come back. I've been waiting on you not being, because it's been fucking slammed. Winter was supposed to be my downtime. I know. We've been waiting. <laughs> so people probably wonder why what There's happened. No winter. Like, the thing is, is that, yes, we wanted to do it all the time, but it wasn't a priority. And you're, you know, like, compared to, like, business. So, like, I figured, okay, it's busy in the summer. Right. We'll get back on it. Come fall like we have been. Like we have done. And you had no time. I didn't even bring it up because I'd saw you and you'd you'd be like flustered and like you're like you're like at six ten. You're like I need a drink mm-hmm. and I need to get out. And I'm like I ain't even fucking bringing this shit up, man. Like, you know what happened? California got all the weird weather. Yeah. Texas got all the weird weather. It's still snowing. But you know where it's not snowing? <laughs> do you know who? Do you know who shouldn't have bought a ski pass this year? Yeah. Everybody, oh. everybody in Ohio. Well, that's what they're making. They're saying that uh, more people are going to be coming to Ohio for spring break this year than going to Mexico. To, to well, <laughs> somebody died I'm going to open that. a business buying snowmobiles and shipping them to Texas. Also, <laughs> another, another good idea. <laughs> somebody died on the Lone trails. Star snowblower repair. <laughs> what trails? Up oh, in really? Speculator. Oh, really? Guy fell through the ice. Well, not in Speculator, but on one of the lakes. He fell through there. the ice that wasn't thick enough. Right. Because it would normally would be. It would be thick enough because you would walk out on I mean, it's usually yeah. like 12 inches thick, and then yeah. you can go ice fishing yeah. and everything else. I wouldn't go out on that ice now. If you couldn't pay me to go do out you think, on that ice. You think the bars up there and stuff are going to be hurting from this year? Because like, there probably wasn't that much. Well, they're trying to do everything possible to like keep business. They have like basket weaving night. No, seriously. I'm, no, and that's I'm, <laughs> it's honest truth. They Bikini have, snow, but no, some no, of you no, watch. No. Upstate New York, they, folks. They, they have a basket weaving night. They have an art night. Come and draw your own art. You know, All they right. have uh, trivia. They started a trivia night, but the trivia guy's always <laughs> sick, so it never happens. John was just there. Yeah. So they were, I mean, they were singing the blues because we three showed up knowing we weren't going to be able to snowmobile. So we just drank our brains out at the bar. But we're, I'm like, so three people. Three people. What was that one shot? Three for people you? who showed up knowing they weren't going to be able to snowmobile. And I was like, so. And that means 90 They're like, normally didn't show up. this. Right. And it was a pretty nice, I mean, they're picnic tables, there's a whole yeah. wraparound bar. 
They're like, no, normally this place would be pretty packed. We're kind of screwed. Yeah, it was like you and the but dog. Luckily, I've been in operation for 34 years. I don't, I can have a bad year and not die. A lot of his bills are paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's scary, though. I mean, yeah. that's, that's. And I mean, just us not renting the snowmobiles was 600 bucks. No. Damn. For one day. The guy who makes the snow at Holiday Valley kind of has his own YouTube channel or his own presence. Yeah. He's an incredibly, you know, coverall, overalls kind of guy all the time. And, I always defer to him as opposed to a snow report or a ski report oh, yeah. that says yeah. we got 52 inches of base. No, next to the one tree doesn't count. Right. Right. We need to know how right many, under the snow machine. Yeah. We need to know how many runs are actually open. And the guy basically says, he's like, well, you know, it's been over 34 degrees for the past 14 nights. We just haven't had the opportunity to make a appreciable amount of snow. Even a dickhead can decipher that to say, stay home. Yeah, right. Yeah. Unless you like skiing underwater, stay home. Well, that's what I, I wonder. Like, how is Brandywine and Boston Mills going to stay afloat? I mean, I guess Vale Bottom, so they don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're part of that yeah, mega right. conglomerate yeah. I mean, now. I, I finally move out of 90 degrees and walking through soup. Right, right. Up here. Yeah. And I'm like, where's my snow? Yeah. Where is my snow? Well, they're giving you a year Wait, to get tomorrow. acclimated. Why, would, yeah, you, yeah, why yeah. would you even want snow? No, no, no. I've been 20 years of like drenched in sweat bullshit. I think tomorrow we're going to get what I like to call ornamental snow. Ah, sure. It's going to be pretty. The one day I got it. Riley, yeah, it's supposed to rain too, so it's going to right. wash oh, it yeah, all out. Oh, yeah, there's the ice. So. Riley mm-hmm. walked out in the yard. He looked around and went, what is this bullshit? What the fuck? So, on to things motorcycle Yes. Let's talk about, uh, yes. So the first thing I wanted to bring up only because it's fucking Looney Tunes oh, uh, is have that at bad. this table, ha- has anybody at this table actually been watching the King of the Baggers yes. no, series? I have actually. Oh, well, yeah, no. I kind of play the Benny Hill theme every time it comes on. So if your answer was no, <laughs> defer to the guy who has because I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Dude. These guys are really like like obviously you have a picture up. Those are carbon fiber bags hollowed out. They're about a half millimeter thick. The front fairing is carbon fiber with no lights in it or anything like that. The suspension is all Olin suspension. It's it's a bagger in in twenty foot viewing. Okay. And these guys, they're all like professional. They're all dudes that were in AMA or um, Moto America racing. Hold about it. And and like they're at really talented riders. So they're throwing these things into corners, but. It's it's kind of it's there's a lot more crashing than you'd expect. There's a lot of bags smacking into bags and throwing guys on the ground and stuff. Um, Harley has to be mad because Indian is dominating the is it? fuck out of oh him. yeah Indian no is killing it. Wait for it. So but yeah it's it's it was fun. I mean it's it, it's more fun than it's more fun to watch these guys throwing these big pigs around than the regular racing. I what mean, do you think about that, Tom? Oh no, I mean Indian builds some monsters. So this is you know Harley is just outclassed. I think they should have donks with those bags of dragon nah. on the ground. <laughs> the 36 would be real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that's that's literally a Ducati in, in drag. I'm I'm looking at this and what I'm seeing here is I mean the idea I I get the idea of the spectacle, right? Yep. That would be you remember that pit bikes pit bike racing only exists. It only it only breathes life because it was something to do during lunchtime. <laughs> Right. right. Yeah. When the corner workers were in getting a sandwich, 
when the race director was talking to the, the groups that were going out next and tabulating results of the, the morning's uh, practice or the morning's heats. So pit bike racing turned into a thing where people just said, you know what we're going to do at lunch? Let's take the fucking PW50 out. Let's take out the Honda Cub EZ, right? And pit bike racing, as um, our idiot friends, said, well, there's something we can spend money on too. And pit bikes became... What is pit bike? Pit bike now is its entire multi-leveled racing organization. Right. But because you have to overcomplicate it. But can I say yeah, one thing? Yeah. The first year they did it, it mm-hmm. was actually way more fun because it was kind of sprung on the people right before the season. <laughs> so the bikes were pretty much baggers. Okay. Like the first right. season was way less race bagger and more like bagger. Like, you know, like they did some things, but it wasn't this. Because this motorcycle to me looks like an Indian 1200 FTR. Yeah. Yes. With a 17s, obviously, right? Yep. And the, I, the concept of it is the perfect motorcycle analog to um, NASCAR. Because we all knew 20 years ago that Toyota didn't make a car that had an engine in the front and the drive tires out back. Right. It was just a NASCAR that had Toyota-shaped bodywork on it. Oh. Thank you. Well, no. Supra the Toyota had an engine in the front and that. Yeah, but, yeah, it, but wasn't, it wasn't on NASCAR. No, but it, it wasn't 20 NASCAR. years ago. And the Ford Taurus wasn't rear-wheel drive either. Yeah. And there were Ford Tauruses and Chevy Luminas yeah. on the track. Yeah. And we all knew, we all just agreed that despite the um, manufacturer's failings, use of stickers. <laughs> yeah, it was well, just like think a, about the car a tomorrow. Shell, a shell that does like it's a Taurus. <laughs> yeah. I'm rooting for Ford. And meanwhile, it has a tube tube chassis. Right. Uh, oh yeah, well, rear engine. I mean, there's nothing about it that was ever even put on a Taurus. Well, the entire so, point was the pushrod motor, right? And they finally got smart and went with the Camaro and the Mustang. Wasn't the car tomorrow? That was just one body shell for the entire series. And then you just got to put your manufacturer. I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah. That is some weird car guy shit. Yeah. The yeah, car what, tomorrow car. That was just stickers. But wasn't it better when they were actually cars that you could go to the, to oh, the yeah. factory and buy one and so, take it out on the street? There's never going to be Richard Petty in what, the in 1968? Blue car again. You know? no, that, no, that's the way it should be right now. Yeah, I mean, cool. it's like... Uh, so this is my question. So my question yeah. is, like you said, year one, these were baggers mm-hmm. that were like stripped down a little m- bit, lightly modified, massaged. But this, to me, looks like a purpose-built thing that is just complying with a rule book. Well, that's the thing. I think they fucked up and, and made the rules too liberal. Like, cause, like, look at that thing, dude. You're right. It's a race bike. Well, do we just acknowledge that the whole idea of having, like you said, the carbon fiber nacelles on the back? Mm-hmm. Don't call them actually bags, right? Because I'm sure they're. And look how you know, cut they are. Well, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that literally looks like an FTR. It does look like an. FTR. I mean, that, that's literally right. what the bike is. It looks like an FTR, and they're amazing bikes. So I have a feeling that some organization got together and said, "These shall be the rules." Mm-hmm. And then Indian said, and we shall build a bike to those rules, regardless of Absolutely. what it actually you is. can't blame them. No. And the bags become just an extra place for advertising money. Yeah. You should have to buy, everybody should have to have the same bags and the same fairing. 
I mean, you can make that kind of roller. It's like restrictor plate, Wait, or but you could do you it know, like, like the, the celebrity races where everybody gets a Cavalier. Ah, and then uh, and then Harley you Davidson, race in the exact same car. This is all I rock. Harley Davidson made a lot of street glides. Well, I'm just saying that. I mean, yeah. what your, is your skill? Yeah, because you have a lot more money to put into that car, or is your skill because? Because you're a very skillful driver. Well, so. to, to be fair, for Harley to become competitive, they're actually going to have to build a motorcycle that doesn't suck. Right? Well, I mean, in competition, though, anybody can build yeah. one really, really good machine. Oh, homologation. That's now, what we should do. They should make that a street bike. The thing. This is $100,000. Oh, easy. Yeah. No, no. Okay. No, no. Not oh, easy. Right there. That's the MSRP. Oh. So Indian decided oh, they actually- to build 29 of them. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Which is called the Indian Challenger RR. It is based on the 1768cc Challenger V-Twin Cruiser, right? And you, as a general dickhead, can, per- <laughs> can purchase this machine. Now, the normal machine is around $27,000, right. right? This is... $100,000. They're building 29 of them so that you can get your racing license or um, maybe that, maybe that's the wrong term. So that you can, without having a, a team of engineers, you can just kind of go out on the racetrack. I like, I like what Tom said, homologation. They have to sell 100 to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to be a production, to call it a production model. Because... And then you can ride, then you can race them because he he they brought up a very important point where you could walk as an as a NASCAR aficionado, mm-hmm. you could walk into a Ford dealership and buy a Talladega, right? And this is the exact same thing. You could walk into an Indian dealer and buy this this FTR. But but if you look at that bike though, it's so mm-hmm. far from stock at this point. Look at that swing arm. Look at all the mm-hmm. S and S, all the work. As long as they're willing to sell a hundred. So that a hundred other yeah, race teams it, can buy it. one, yeah. but I don't think so. And pay a hundred thousand dollars for okay, it. Okay, so I oh, guess yeah. now my question is: my, now my question is turned Ducati into. Still does it? Would they just give one to each dealer and say, <laughs> "Good luck, all pal. you dealers got to buy it." Okay, so okay, so <laughs> dealers right, going Fah! right. I, can't, I don't want that on my. My problem is I can't good. stop looking at the world through the eyes of a dealership. Yeah, yeah, right. And just going, okay, well, how are you going to sell twenty nine? $100,000 motorcycles. Right. Well, you don't. You just have to have 29 dealers you can force to take one. Okay? And then your problems are all solved yeah. Well, because, yeah, we did. We pushed out 29 of them. So sorry. is it, is it because I, I don't know anything about this, and in, when I'm reading the article, it does not say that the race directors of, and I can't even believe I'm saying king of the beggars, um, Nobody's said homologation yet. I, you will not see the word here. Homolo- we all know about homologation right. specials. That's right. more closer to Honda putting out the CB750 kits, where you took a right. stock CB750 mm-hmm. and spent a big wad of money, and they gave you 57 different parts that could take your standard CB750 and make it a well, GP race. You racer. know why they did this, though, right? Because I went to the Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. I went to the, the Pitts. Ohio or whatever that track is out there, the AM, Pittsburgh uh, International Raceway. I went to Moto yeah, America yeah. out there, yep. and it's when they started this. And um, it's because the guy was like, "Hey, it's good to see some Harley riders out there today in the crowd." 
Because before that, a few years before that, there was nothing. It was just sport bikes, and the attendance was like mediocre, you know, whatever. So they brought this because it's American American bikes. So they want to get that American crowd to come out to the races and kind of intermix with everybody else like that and kind of get that, that scene. Do you know who's up. been conspicuously silent? Honda. Do you really they think they're going to build Throw a Goldwing out there. No, 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 no. I think no, it has no, to be a Goldwing. No, no. A stock Goldwing. Get the, yeah, get stick. No, no. No, no. The Honda Shadow would dominate this. But the Shadows have, they, they die at like 80 miles an hour. <laughs> it's like like, In all fairness, Tom, those those Indian motors are fucking No, no, the, F, the FTR, I, having ridden and, and prepped an FTR, the FTR isn't a freaking amazing bike. Dude, I am not going to lie. You have to see, like, when they when they come out of a turn on a straightaway. Oh, yeah. On, on well, that it's a, series, it's, it's straight up like the bike it, is it, like, it, like, you know, like. That literally is a Ducati. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a V-twin Ducati in, in drag. Mm-hmm. A Remember? Harley is still a Harley. No matter <laughs> what you do to a Harley, Texas. it's a pig. No tune. That bike is a sport bike. Yeah. No tune. Yeah. No nothing. 120 horsepower, 130 plus torques. Yeah. No tune, no nothing. Yeah, that's 160 easy. Oh, I'm thinking it's in the twos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking it's in that twoey range, yeah, sure, right? Sure. Uh, so I do, I do defer to that in so much as uh, a Ford Taurus... God rest its soul. Right. I mean, what's what's out on the racetrack now in NASCAR? Oh, no, they do Mustangs now. Are they really Mustangs? They are Mustangs? doing Mustangs. It's Mustangs. I think they finally got Camaros for Chevy. Okay. They were, right, they so were like, well, Trans Am's a thing. We right. might as well go ahead and make them NASCAR. But those are 700 horsepower. Well, but they're yeah, calling I mean, them Mustangs. They're not a Mustang. Well, they we can't, know. They, they can't put the crowd too close to the, to, the, to the screen anymore, though, because they are Mustangs, and they will do their <laughs> what's natural, which is go into the crowd. Oh, sure. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to the original SHOs because I love those. I love those cars. Well, that that's a Yamaha powered. It was Yamaha yeah. powertrain and Yamaha powered yeah. Ford Taurus, yeah. flying in the face of the EPA. Yep. Yes, uh-huh. yep. They were, leaving, they they were amazing, and then the second generation went to automatics, and everybody went, "Why would you do this? I'm going to buy a BMW." So next year when this thing comes out, you watch because all the MotoGP guys have wings everywhere now. Yeah, right. <laughs> watch all the <laughs> shit get strapped oh, onto yeah. this with fucking eight foot active arrow. Yeah. <laughs> I think the talking stick concept falls apart when Tom keeps holding the. Well, there's two talking stick the sticks. Time. I am trying to give this away. <laughs> I am two talking to give sticks. Away. Does, does it work if no. you don't have it in, in no. your hands? Tom's doing okay today. We <laughs> only have two talk sticks. Okay. So the stick was to beat Tom. Stick and one don't talk stick. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk. Reach over and give you a tap on your nuggets. See, That's the reminder. The stick up. So I just, I guess what I'm, I maybe as a person that doesn't watch baggers, I really have nothing to speak on this, but this does kind of speak to me that maybe Indian is saying, oh, if you want to do homologation, we're ready for you. Yeah. And this could be a big waving their dick around moment for Indian to say, we know we can find 29 idiots to buy this bike. Because I noticed in this release, which is in the UK, UK is getting one of them. <laughs> one. I like the bars on <laughs> It's going to be a very, very short race with yeah. just one the of them. The bars look But good. If, if you yeah. want to get the racing going, you have to make bikes and get them out to mm-hmm. race teams. And right. Don't yep. just, oh, we're just going to keep this as our, these bikes for the factory race team. Right. No, throw them out there. Let everybody race one. But look at the add-on parts. Like, look on the tank, mm-hmm. that giant bubble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then that's because the 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 foot pegs, the the I've been the rear sets have been moved about a foot up. Yeah. So like are. you're basically laying on the bike. That bubble is a nut buffer. Okay. Yeah. Now, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. 
my take is that Indian has a long way to make up to get anywhere near Harley Davidson just Boy, in, they do. In, in, in in sales. So they have to yeah. do something that their main competition, I'm sure Harley's who they're thinking of, is is not doing. So they're trying to they're trying to And make Flat up for Track it. has been owned by Harley Davidson for an extremely long time and Indian has made inroads into that. And if Indian man, if Indian can dominate in an event that has the word bagger in it, yeah. Whoa, yeah. man. That's powerful, Chief, man. Uh, that'll be a come-to-God moment for a lot of people, I think. Okay, well, now, go ahead. No, Fo- I was going to say, to be fair, Polaris... I mean, I I, th- I still think Polaris made a bad call when they got away, did away with victory when they yeah. went to, to Indian. Sure. I mean, Indian's a huge name, I get it, but they literally shut down victory, which is kind of, in my opinion, a bad move. They lost one good bike. Two. The Octane. I still think the mm-hmm. the loss of the brand when they bought the Bramo what is it the Bramo Energia? It doesn't matter, Tom. The Bramo because there, there is no chance one. of me walking out of my shop and getting run down by a Velociraptor. So <laughs> since <laughs> since certain things but, were meant I mean, to fucking we're go extinct, standing in a room right. full of zeros, and the point being is that they had Bramo, they bought Bramo, and then shut it down. And let me go to the next. Let me go to the next race where Buell will be competing. To be fair, they're still pumping out bikes. Totally different people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. Polaris could always revive the victory name anytime it true. wants. If it this decides it needs right. a Buick in a world of Chevys and Fords, that's exactly right. And that, and that is, that is. Oh come on! Right. Your father had an Oldsmobile. It, Oldsmobile, right? It just doesn't look. Mercury. We have to admit that Mercury it's, it's is a good, good when things go away. Yeah. It is a good. When certain things go away. Didn't they have a bike called the 8-Ball? Yes. They did. Yes, they did. (laughs) Sold a lot of them. Competition's going to make everything better. I mean, Harley's going to obviously... Did they know? Like, were they... Oh, they knew. Handles like it's on rails. Well, that was after. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that was after they got what... uh, What's his name with all the chrome? Arlen Ness and his son. Because the V9C was not a good bike. I just... Now, here's my pure thing. If you were considering, okay... If you are watching what I will now officially call NASCAR for motorcycles, okay. which is king of the baggers. <laughs> we're, we're there. If you're watching NASCAR for motorcycles. <laughs> NAS, NAS bike. NAS bike. And NAS you bike. rode to the event mm-hmm. on your street glide. Yeah. And you thought, well, Molly, I think I can do that. <laughs> now, would a piece of hardware like this, I mean, would a piece of hardware like the Indian, kind of say, nope, nope, I'm not going to do that. Uh, have Did they, f- in fact, raise the bar, the minimum? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I'm, the Harleys are not stock at, anymore either. If you look up, if you do the thing of the baggers in the bikes, you'll see all the different versions I get of it. shit. Like, there's, I, Harley's not far behind. I just think they're lacking the horsepower on the top end. To beat well, that's Indian. because they're still using a motor from 56. <laughs> Harley Davidson built a motorcycle called the V-Rod. Right. And, yeah. And nobody said, oh, Indian. But that's not fair because Indian doesn't have a drag bike that, that has mm-hmm. a, a brand new motor like Wait, that. Harley right. Davidson built that motor? No, Porsche well, did. Well, at any rate, they sold that bike as their bike. So. Right. They have the technology. They have motors. They right. could they could come back and answer to that. this oh, if they yeah. wanted to. Oh yeah, they also just, bought, just give it time. I was gonna say, this good. season hasn't started. They yet. also bought Armstrong, which means they can build dirt bikes. But you know what Harley does? Fourteen more colors for a sports dirt. How uh, 
how many mods have you made to your pit bike? My pit bike? Your pit bike. You own a pit bike. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Performance so the only mods. difference the only difference between my pit bike and the way I bought it is screws. Right. That's okay. I got shocks, right? a swing arm, uh, a whole plastic kit. I redid the seat, handlebars, levers. Got the factory carb on there? No. I didn't think so. I went to the 28. Okay. So you made a few mods to your pit bike. Yes. Now, would you at any point, any day of the week, think, you know what? They're doing some indoor pit bike racing over there in Amherst. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go. And you're going to enter your bike in a class, which I know exists for your bike. Would you enter? Uh, Depends. Well, you would do it because you know what? You raced in that grease peanut butter <laughs> maple syrup track thing. I know so that was fun. Anything. That was fun. Man. The Coke thing. Yeah. yeah, the Coke. That was awesome. You raced a mini bike on Coke, I right? Know. Yeah. I'm <laughs> but, uh, hey, yeah. but here's my question. Yeah. Because I know because we have one of the people that we sold a pit bike to. Mm. He didn't buy one of those pit bikes. Oh, he bought the big. He boat. bought the four thousand yeah. dollar version. Yeah. It's still 125 cc's. It still has the same size wheels. But the shocks are ridiculous. But you can shoot it out of a cannon, and it can land and not kill you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the tracks that they race on would eat your fucking bike alive. The frame alone. That little jump that we make on his property, Mm -hmm. right? That little bump that we all get very excited about. (laughs) (laughs) My wife gets excited about my little. Oh, I can't wait for. I've expanded the field. I mean, I've got a lot more riding we can do now. Really? I I cannot wait for summer. By the creek, I've got a summer. We're going this weekend. Okay, so so my point is, I would I would think that just the simply the fact that I own Ein Bagger does not mean that I'm going to feel like I have. Hey, let you know you know what I'm going to do. There's nothing better going on today. I'm going to ride my bike to the track anyway. Right. Let's do that lunchtime run with your run thing. You know, did you see the tires? So that's your point is this is not going to be a run what you brung. This is now. This is going to be like you're going to have to be either Big Bucks Deluxe or a dealership or somebody yeah. who can afford to spend the hundred thousand. Dude, 000. when you see these is guys, the, is the minimum price of entry. And I'll bet you, just for shits and giggles, I'll bet you that a hundred grand and in letting Indian with its team of engineers build this bike for you is getting away cheap. Sure. Because I don't know of too many race ready competition machines. Didn't Honda sell some like GP ready bikes, and those were still do in excess, well in excess of a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Still do. But here's the other thing: so yep. even if even if you were Joe Money, your uh, cheesemonger guy, Mister Cheesemonger, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm not going to say his name. No, but, but we all love him to death. He can drop a hundred grand on anything, anytime he wants, right? Could, yeah, right. If he bought this and even had it souped up for another fifty thousand dollars, yeah. The problem with that logic is. These the riders are well, not, now he's got to pay somebody to ride it. That's gonna say because <laughs> these guys are not, it's not like the mechanics are riding this. Oh, shit. no, these dudes look like sidecar racers. Like, the bike is kind of leaned over and they are fucking like hanging off the fucking bikes. Like, it's crazy. I got it's a buddy cool. down in Columbus that races Honda CBXs. Jeez. I'm gonna let that marinate for a second. Yeah, what what series races Honda CBX or drag racer? No, GP. Wow. What size tires are on the sides of the motor? <laughs> Outriggers? They're just casters. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he doesn't own these bikes. Right. He's the pilot. 
mm-hmm. on these bikes. And it is a totally different world than we think it is. Oh, yeah, catching a ride, man. We think that oh. we're going to go out on some kick-ass 1979 piece of hardware, and we're going to be on the track with a bunch of other 71-year-old guys living the dream. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to find out the 26-year-old guy that can race anything better than you can, mm-hmm. who just today happens to be on a CBX. But if we don't care about winning, I mean, we, right. we could That's go true. out and buy a yep. stock yep. Indian and do what you we can You could just be a backmarker. And be like, yep. okay, we're just getting out there to be with the, the real guy, get passed by you them. You are now attacking me? You might. <laughs> can you? Racing a scooter against, since we've mentioned it. Smallwood. Yeah, well, I mean, anybody who's been on the track with that son of a bitch knows. <laughs> There's only one person out there racing. The rest of us are just surviving. Just, yeah. The most exciting thing I've seen, I mean, and it's right. not motorcycles, it's bicycles. Yeah. So I had that thing in Lakewood. I raced that. You did? TT? Yeah. I was, I was the sad sucker. So <laughs> I, was, I watched I was, the whole I was, thing. So I was, I was training said, like a motherfucker. <laughs> right, right in front, right in front of all the storefronts and everything, right yeah. before they went around the thing. That's where they had the announcer and everything. Right. So I that's was right tra- where I was standing. Dude, I was training my ass off, right? Like I was, that's right in my peak of road racing where I was doing like 500 miles a week, like fucking intense training. So I took off. We're like five or 10 laps into it. And these dudes attacked on the up road, like uphill thing. And I got dropped just enough. But I was in between the, the, the lead group and then the, the other group. And I couldn't bridge back. So we're coming around on the lap. And the dude's on the fucking mic. And I had like, because I'm an idiot, I had like a skeleton kid on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, here comes the lead group. Peloton's crossing by. And he goes, oh, and the guy in the skeleton shirt, he must have dropped off. He's working harder than any other guy on the track Ooh. right here. And as he's saying that, I'm like getting all dejected. I'm like, oh, and then everybody just passes me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, worse than that, the guy comes behind you on crits like that, and they whistle you off. So if you're not in the lead group, after so many laps, they're like, hey, you're done. So I'm like just fucking trying to catch up, and this fucking guy on an upright bike comes up next to me, and he's like, "You're out." On man. a comfort bike, like a beach. Okay, cruiser. sorry. Uh, he's a Dude, no, but I thought, was... but I thought that was really cool. It was I thought the concept to do that with only like with 25 cc or 50 cc motors. Oh yeah, like, like that's your maximum build. It's like a 50 cc motor. A stock buddy racing class would be the most amazing. But to do that exact same thing, well, I, I'm willing to sponsor anybody, but I won't be riding. Are we? Are we? <laughs> is Circleville still available? Nah, I don't think it is. Oh, I don't. Think there's lots of options that we have for that. I mean, you got your property. We could do something stupid out nah. there. Nah, I'm making a pit bike track in the back. Yeah, I mean, My dude's bringing a, a there we go. We could blast up and down your road all day long and nobody's going to give a shit. Do you remember when the CBX was a, hey, come get this out of my yard? Uh, You know what's the strangest thing about that is the the CBXs in general. There are people that have seen them, maybe seen a photograph of them and thought, wow, you know, that'd be a really really cool bike to have. I like the look of those six cylinders coming across. And it is one of those things that fortunately, I'm very happy about this. I'm very happy that the price of CBXs has gone up. Oh yeah, exponential. Oh yeah, as a mechanic, no, I don't want to work on that. I'm so happy that that bike became fuck you money. Yes, <laughs> in the past twenty years. Oh yeah, because I think we remember. I think we remember being at AMA Vintage Days and seeing a pretty tidy fucking CBX go by for like seven grand, eight grand, mm-hmm. and now that same exact bike is. $30,000 and that's nice because it keeps the wrong people from owning them. 
I, I, I completely oh, think that... Should have the that, CD350s. <laughs> well, no, because MotoGo and <laughs> Skidmark Garage yeah. is going to buy every CB350. And that's going to be good because then they'll do what they're supposed to do, which is train people on how to work on motorcycles. Absolutely. And if you can take every CB350 off the planet and relegate them to only being used for old white men transportation systems mm -hmm. and to teach young people how to work on motorcycles. To fix all the old guy stuff. Isn't that the perfect symbiotic relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got the bike that I had originally in 69. And look, there's a kid over there that really wants to work on it for some strange reason. Dude, they could make this into a whole thing where like, like you, you, <laughs> you sign up, right? And when you turn 65, they hand you a CB350. <laughs> And you're allowed to ride it and do whatever, but the day you leave this mortal coil, it goes back. <laughs> they, they rehab it's a timeshare. It. Yeah, they just the next guy. Tom, what do you have to say about CB350s? Oh, I, we talked about the CB350 four last time. They're right. amazing motorcycles. They We're talking about great. twins as far as hey, twins, man. the ones at Skidmark and stuff like yeah, that. They're, they're all right. They have the MotoGo program where they actually oh, have... I, no, I love the Moto... I love this program because mm -hmm. I want one of those kids to come here and sort all the nuts and bolts in the backyard. I called them. <laughs> no, not kidding. I want somebody to change the oil on like every GY6. Ooh, internships. internships. Exactly. I, I, gave, I, I gave them a call. I said, Brian, Brian. I need a guy or a girl. Who do you have there? <laughs> I don't care. That needs some time in the trenches. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've built a fantasy about what being a motorcycle mechanic is like. And maybe they need a <laughs> dose of reality. Yeah. How did you not do something with an MMI? Just get those dudes. Oh, no, 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 no. Is are they that terrible? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. I got a thing here. <laughs> give me the stick. Give me the, give me the talking <laughs> stick. He's asking. He's requesting the stick. I, I'm asking for the stick because you Protocol. have mentioned MMI. Yeah. Now, I have no problems with MMI. It is exactly like a community college mm -hmm. where you take out a loan and you get in over your head with a debt. And you learn how to work on a thing. Now, <laughs> it's Triumph or Harley or Honda or whatever. Oh. Now, you have, now I've, I've talked to a guy about this, and you literally have to be tied Wait, to a guy. Time. They only teach you how to work on one of them? Or they teach you to work on the gamut one. of them? You one brand. You only work on one brand. Oh, really? That's so it. when you graduate, oh, so like you you're like a Harley tech. Yeah. Or a and you have to be tied to a master mechanic. Huh. Like that is the thing, and you have to be sent to Fucking a branded dealer. Hmm. So you cannot just go to any dealer. You have to be tied to a master mechanic. Capitalism, damn it! Go ahead. <laughs> so if you're branded to a dealer, do they place you at that dealership? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So so you're going there just to confirm. Go you're, for it. You're you're going there. You learn to run. I work on Hondas, and then they guarantee yeah. to place you at a Honda dealership to work on Hondas. Correct, well, and you, and you so get to, you it, get to choose your region. It's not like you're going to go. You've got to go to Vegas. No, you, you North Carolina. The guy I talked to was a Harley MMI. Harley went to North Carolina because he wanted to go to North Carolina, and he said it was the most miserable experience of his life. And he ended up dropping out and going back to New Orleans to be a bartender because he made more money. Yeah, I don't doubt Now, not only are you tied to Harley, you're also tied to the debt you've accrued like you've gone to a community college. 
My old boss, the asshole. <laughs> I hate that fucking guy, but he taught me how to be a mechanic. What about he said, boss? look, if you graduate MMI, I cannot teach you how to be a mechanic because you already know more than I do. So the difference hmm. between that guy and you is you don't have any debt? <laughs> oh, no. I, I have a fuck ton of debt. I'm not going to lie about that shit. Right now, um, according to the interwebs. So right now, according to the interwebs, uh, I don't. Am I the only person at this table that is an MMI graduate? Mm, I'm not. So I'm an I am an MMI graduate in four disciplines. Hmm. So uh, <laughs> I used my VI my my VA. I used my GI Bill, and I did go to the MMI, which back then was in Daytona. Hmm. So I did. Oh really? You went? You you studied in Daytona? I did. Oh, there oh, was only awesome. one of them back then, right? Yeah. There was well, only- no, there was two. Oh, was there? Okay. Yeah, there was two. Little but I went, to, I went to Daytona, mm-hmm. which, uh, depending on which magazine you read, was advertised as Daytona, but also advertised as Fort Lauderdale, hmm. which I thought was interesting. How, many, how far away are those two cities? Uh, far. That's what, that's what I thought. It's not a Cleveland-Akron thing. <laughs> right. uh, so anyway, if I can be so bold, uh, I lived in the, uh, uh, the certified off-site housing, mm-hmm. and the certified off-site housing was uh, the world's shittiest motel you'd ever seen that we all lived in. And we'd all basically glom onto whoever had a car. Mm-hmm. That's how we'd get into the to the class. Um, I was very surprised, military person that I was, that first day of school, uh, the Mac Tools truck was there. Oh, to sell you tools, <laughs> ready to prey on you. <laughs> and That's the like Mac, the-, the guy with the Mac Tool truck, had the uh, the board that he brought out of the Mac Tool truck and said. To be an MMI graduate, to participate in this school, you will need the following tools. Mm. And he had the breadboard out there, and it said a list of about 250 tools and a toolbox, or alley box, that you would need to participate. Were 199 of in them. the Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. And how much did that? For just $79 a week. And what was the total of that privilege? That about $7,000. Figured. For about $200 worth of tools. <laughs> So that fella had a deal with MMI. <laughs> so he was kicking money back because he's an exclusive. So he right. showed up. He showed up every six months. <laughs> he showed up there, and he didn't sell inside the building. He didn't sell outside inside the building. He sold in the parking lot. Oh, jeez! And when they told us to get there at seven, eight o'clock in the morning, yeah. our class didn't start until nine or ten. But they gave that man a captive audience. Did did he have to like? Is that was that an official thing, or was it just uh, they just he blew somebody the right way? Do you know? Well, yeah, go ahead, Chris. It's a jerk move thing. Chris has paid to put a lot of kids through college. Yeah, that's a nudge in a wing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. that's what's happening. But yeah. on the other hand, I have paid to put kids through college, and mm-hmm. I read the fine print. Yeah. And if it's seven thousand dollars you need to have for tools, <laughs> right. you better pay attention that you got to. So seven thousand dollars worth of tools. If you look at MMI, according to MMI, this is uh Unistats dot com or whatever. I've looked at a couple of different ones. MMI is going to cost you forty two thousand dollars. Sheesh. So forty two grand. Then we're going to be looking at books two hundred fifteen bucks, room and board ninety four hundred ninety four hundred ninety two dollars. Other expenses eighty four twenty one. I don't even know how they came up with that. And then there's average financial aid comes through. Um, I can assure you that a lot of the guys that I took my class with, they weren't living good. 
A lot of the guys were backwards. They were upside down on this deal. And this deal was their, this deal was their, um, what do they call that? Their, their Hail Mary. It's this or back in the army again. This is my last chance to do something and not have to go back into the military. So I'm going to become a motorcycle mechanic. And I think that the, the whole p- people I took the class with, the, the vast majority all had dreams of becoming Harley Davidson mechanics. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I just laughed. We hired one of those guys. Oh, here. no, 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 no. If you can be a plumber, you can be a Harley mechanic. It, it's not. And the fact is you can right. make more in plumbing. It's not particularly. Oh. And that, I completely agree. We, we lost a good mechanic to Porco because it's easier to serve more financially lucrative to serve $16 cocktails correct than it is to work at my shop i have i have said for years and not 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 your shop in particular yeah. i have said for years that i would have made more as a wendy's drive through they printed on the sign yeah okay. i and to be yeah. fair i i used to work for wendy's to when i was in college <laughs> and well, made, and made good money it's it's tough with mmi it yeah. it is like it is a debt you may never pay back but do you feel like you you got value from it did you no. learn anything no in fact i i can tell you that having that certificate now when i went through i spent the time and the way that you do it is you specifically tell mmi which programs you want to sign up for and if you want to have a honda certification if you want to have a suzuki certification a yamaha certification bmw doesn't do theirs they do and then harley davidson stella, stella. <laughs> exactly then <laughs> you sign up for that and you pay for that and they will they'll tell you okay so s- since uh John's doing a multi-line so John's doing a multi-line class so John is going to be here all day he's going to be here from seven o'clock in the morning until five or six at night because John is doing a multi-line day but maybe Tom is only doing Harley Davidson so Tom might only be here for three hours four hours hmm. so Tom could theoretically Tom could have his wife and kids living here and he could just come in for three or four hours and he could, in fact, be working at another shop. Right, like advancing and... Pl- yeah. And coming in and working for three or four hours just to pick up a Harley-Davidson certificate mm-hmm. that Harley-Davidson acknowledges it from MMI. But I'd say half of the guys in the class were definitely taking multiple franchise, multiple lines at the same time. I know I was. And I would go in there very early in the morning and I'd come out very late at night. And most of the guys came and went with me. Very few of the guys were there just picking up a certificate, just picking up that thing. Now I know why. Now I understand as a dealer later on. If John comes to work with me, work for me, and he's an MMI cert, he's got an MMI cert from 1994, I'm going to hire John because of John, Mm -hmm. not because of that MMI cert. Once he's working for me, I'm never going to tell John he needs to go and get the Yamaha cert at MMI. I'm never, ever going to say that because if I'm a Yamaha dealer, go ahead, John. Well, is that maybe like, but you're an independent dealer, right? You're not a Honda Yamaha. Like if I go work at a Honda dealership, Mm -hmm. does the Honda dealership by the fact that they're a Honda dealer have to have certified Honda mechanics that, and to do that, they wouldn't send you to MMI. They'd send you to Honda. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The only dealerships that I've ever heard of, that need master mechanics the need master mechanics that are in specific fields are Harley Davidson because they require a master Harley Davidson mechanic 
typically from MMI because they're paid by MMI to say this, and BMW. Now, at the time, before I left Louisiana, I was probably the fourth most experienced BMW BMW mechanic in the state of Louisiana. And that includes me being ahead of the actual BMW dealership downtown. I have never been to MMI. No, you don't have to. What I think that people give these trade schools. Oh yeah. Too much credit. Um, they are financial institutions, meaning they're for profit. Oh yeah. It's yeah. This is, this is a scam literally to get yeah. you to get more financial aid. Their students. What I learned, I, uh, I remember I was a sergeant in the army when I went in there. Everybody around me, all these people taking the classes, I really thought I was going to be in there with people who were already motorcycle mechanics. And when I looked around, everybody in there was not a motorcycle mechanic. As much as MMI brags about how like we are the place that will give you the certification that you need to work on Hondas or whatever, none of that is true. That if you are working at a Harley Davidson dealership, I honestly don't think they're going to send you or pay for you to go to an MMI class because I've had shit tons of in-service training by many different manufacturers. And I all, they all have one thing in common is you go to their training facility. And I, can, I just find it hard to believe that as arrogant as Harley Davidson is, that Harley Davidson would send you somewhere other than yeah. Milwaukee to get trained. So Unless what, they were getting a huge kickback for everybody they sent. Right, there right. But so, to be fair, all of their bikes are built in Thailand now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I think that Harley Davidson still maintains manufacturing and training on Juno Street. That's uh, just public relations. But I, No, but I think that's where you have to go. I, I mean, my friend that has been doing this for about 27 years... I do know that he's gone to several that he keeps going to Milwaukee. Hmm. I think he'd rather go to That's Florida. That's for the beer. Yeah, I think he'd rather go to Florida. Yeah. Explain your your comment that all Harley Davidson are, are built in Taiwan. Thailand. Thailand, excuse me. Well, it's me. just like the Triumphs. They're in a Triumph built in England right now. Well, if I buy a Sportster, right? You're saying that's built in, in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Well, cite, I, cite your sources. We have to. I have to be. I have to be completely clear. We have to acknowledge there's a difference between assembled in. Assembled. We in. always have the the challenge between assembled in versus built. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Phil. Yeah. Where is the Vespa GTS 300 built? It's assembled in Pontedere, Italy. No, no, no. I've been there. I watched him do it. Uh huh. I've watched him do it. It's assembled, assembled in Pontedere, Italy. How much? How many? Uh, how many? How many peanuts do they throw into the packaging? Well, I mean. They take the motors out of the boxes. Right. Well, actually, the motors come on a spline, like a big model kit. Right. So the motors come on a spline. They break them out. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's that phrase again? Assembled in. Taiwan right. Golden B. Yeah, TGB. All of these companies, everybody is going to do assembly Don't make do that. where they assembly where they need to be assembled. Mm. Keep in mind that for tariff rules, Hondas are assembled everywhere. Right. For tariff rules, Toyotas are assembled everywhere. Yeah. They are. Well, I, For tariff rules, Mazdas are assembled everywhere. 
And for tariff rules, even in 1975-6-7, Kawasaki KZ-900s were assembled in Nebraska, right? Well, to be fair, you had a, and you've had one, yeah. the Toyota Tundra. Yeah, absolutely. Is one of the most American 98%. vehicles ever built. 98%. Like San Antonio. even more than the F-150. I know. It is the most By American far. truck. Yeah. When I, I felt buy. good about buying my Kia because the motor, tranny, yeah. drivetrain and stuff was made in Mobile, Alabama. It's, By a 13-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mobile, Alabama. I think that might be a species. That's not Mobile. It's species actually. comment, but okay. Oh, no. No, you haven't heard. Never mind. We're not going to get buried in that. Yeah. I felt good about buying my Janus. Made right. in Goshen, exactly. Indiana. Right. Exactly. Assembled in. Fuck you. <laughs> Wrong. Ty. Wrong. Assembled. Right. Built. It's built. Built. That's the point. It's built. It, was done it is built. It is built. They make in... the, all the tins. Right. right. They make the frames. Right. They make the, right. the wiring harnesses, the leather, everything. And the and the box, they open up a box, and in that box or in that container, they have 200 motors from China because that's the motor that they've contracted to use in that vehicle. And that is where we as consumers right now are at a very weird point because I, boy, I'll tell you, it's very tough. Many, many years ago, we did a podcast topic where we talked about, can you ride American? Many, many years ago. And we tried to do it. We couldn't find an American full face helmet. Fuck an entire motorcycle. You're right. Isn't that we couldn't only... find a fucking full face helmet. That's when you showed us that that one cop helmet, that one catalog that has the one six hundred dollar half helmet. Yeah, half that's, helmet. That's what I was going to say. When yeah. you find the American thing, it's a lot of money. Yep. <clears throat> so, go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Oh no, I was. Gonna say oh yeah, that. I saw you with the stick. Okay. Oh. So, but here's what: as as a consumer, as we are all consumers, right? Because unless you're building it, you're buying it, right? Mm -hmm we have got man i i deal with folks every day who come in here and they're like i don't want one of them chinese bikes <laughs> I, and i'm like well you're gonna have to be a little more elaborate on your description yeah right because if you get a mechanical heart the valves in it may be from china oh yeah right how do you feel about chinese scooters tom what me yeah all right now okay as at we have gotten way far off where we were going. It's okay. That's how this podcast works. <laughs> <laughs> so you have given. He's me got both sticks. All <laughs> all the the sticks. All the Tom now. Tom now has both talking well, sticks, and he's going to talk for a little bit. Tom in New Orleans had to work on Chinese bikes. So, so okay, I'm going to say a thing. My boss before my boss that opened the shop that I used to work for. He said, uh, when you went to China to get things manufactured, you had many different layers and levels of quality build. You had literally the crap you buy off of Amazon for nothing to what Piaggio builds now from Zongshen. We've talked about that here before. Yeah. Correct. So you've got a bunch of different bikes at a bunch of different levels. So you have, I won't work on that too. I work on that all the time. I don't mind China. I don't mind China builds. If they're the good China builds where a QC guy actually looks at it and goes, okay, because Honda's had stuff built there for years. Vespa's had stuff built for, for years. Every one of the big four have built 
stuff in China for years. Do I like it? Not really, but that's a political issue. Do I deal with it? Yeah, because I have to work on shit. That's how I make a living. So, why did you hand me both of these sticks at the same time? I'd like to point out I only handed you one. <laughs> Somebody else upgraded you. You can't the, uh, answer because I took it away. The uh, I I just think that we talked about Steve. What was the name of the What was the name of the motorcycles? The uh, Perry Dakar style bikes that were coming in from China, four hundred fifty cc's. Oh, oh, fuck. Cove. Uh, K-O-V-E, Co- maybe? Cove. 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 With a K, right? Well, that's been a while. Yes. K-O-V. Yes, yes. Um, there's just going to be a point where everyone's going to have to say, I had a customer today, a good example, said, I did not buy the bike that I wanted to buy from you. I did not buy the Piaggio BV400, despite spending a lot of time looking at them, investigating them, sitting on them, massaging them asking me 9,000 questions about them. Right. He decided instead to get a Yamaha. Now, I don't think the Yamaha is necessarily a direct straight across comparable product. Which Yamaha? That's a good question. Yeah, that is like that's BV400, a... and then I'm like, Yamaha. What? Well, what Phil's that? looking that up. Yeah. What were you going to say about the BV? Oh, because we were talking about, okay, this is a callback to our Patreon from last time. He was talking about getting rid of his bike to buy a scooter. So the oh, question yeah. is, did he follow the advice of getting the BV, the GT? I haven't heard from him yet. Right. Well, that podcast just dropped today. It did. It dropped today. So he's probably right. getting his answer. Okay. Right so now. his. So I think that his. I think his shootout would have been the uh, the Yamaha X Max. Hmm. So the Yamaha. It's it's yeah, that's a kind of an interesting looking scooter if well, you're into yeah, that sort of thing. That's kind of cool. I always wanted an S Max. S Max. Yeah. We, Max. We've had a bunch of those come through here. There. Well, the T Max. Yeah, they're pretty cool. The T-Max is very much like the AK-550. The motor and the transmission are in the middle, and the drive belt goes back to the back wheel. So it's more of a motorcycle and scooter clothing than it is an actual traditional CVT drivetrain right, right. motor motor transmission unit item. Uh, but the reason that I wanted to bring this up because this is a, this is a thing I hear every day, and I think it's I think it's something everybody is aware of. So this is a 300cc, so it's not a 400cc. It comes to the party with 100 less ccs. I can also tell you that having, you know, the ergonomics on this bike are a 300cc's ergonomics. They're quite a bit smaller than a BV400, which the BV400 and BV500 are the same ergonomics. They're quite a big bike. That's quite a, a big bike. It's a motorcycle. It's a big bike, yeah. So now this is uh, $6,100. So that is $1,200 less than... The BV400, it's 100 cc's less. It's a lot less horsepower too. But here's what I think is interesting. The reason this person, this buyer, specifically bought the Yamaha X-Max is completely based on, I have Yamaha dealers near me. Hmm. And he was calling me from Michigan. That is fair. Where he does not have Piaggio dealers near him. Right. So in his... In his wheelhouse, the security of having a dealer somewhat closer to his home, considerably closer, I would say, for basic maintenance or whatever. Now, I do not think that if I was going out to look at a BV400, if that was my choice, that I would look at this and go, oh, yeah, this is comparable. No, fuck it. I'd save another two grand and buy a Kimco X-Town 300 
save an extra big pile of money and get a bike that looks like this and probably does exactly what this bike does um, and probably was made in a factory just literally down the street from where the Kimco or the Yamaha was. So I think that's pretty, pretty legit. Anyone? To be fair, if I was in an area that had a Yamaha dealer and not a Kimco dealer, right? it's a whole... You know, spot. You know, if if I have a dealer close and I don't know what I'm doing, I would want the Yamaha, right? Plain and simple. Because Yamaha has the single best reputation. Yeah. Right now, as of recent oh, yeah. years' reports, yeah, there has never been a motorcycle with the lowest number of com- consumer complaints, yeah. the mm-hmm. highest build quality. So Dean Middleton, if you're listening, he loves us, right? Yeah, Dean, Dean's got Yamaha <laughs> no, tattooed I mean, on his if, wheelie. If yeah. I was, if I was a, yeah. anywhere near a Yamaha dealer, yeah. but not a Kimco dealer, Absolutely. I would totally buy one of these. And being a Kimco dealer, I would also tell you, if I was a hundred miles away from the Yamaha dealer and ten miles away from the Kimco dealer, Correct. I would still buy the Yamaha because Kimco does not have a great reputation for getting parts out to its dealers. Correct. And we've here at the shop, we've had some Kimcos that were sidelined due to kind of minor things, but due to their inability to get parts out to the dealers, you know, people are going without their bikes for six months. That's really, I can't, nobody here wants to live without their bike for six months, especially when those payments are still being made, right? right? You're doing a good job. You're sending out your hundred bucks a month or whatever it is, but you can't ride your bike because it's over at the dealership. Right. So what time of the year is it over there? Is it November to May? Oh boy. You know, a couple of those folks got lucky and got some real, real classy free winter storage, but a couple of those people <laughs> did not get lucky and they missed the best months of riding season. And if you can time it right, you know, if you're like, today's the day, I'm going to throw this bike under that car and then I won't have to look at it all winter because the winter storage will be free while the guys, you know, who hit me is fixing it, but that doesn't work for everybody. So this is a real good example of... If you look deep enough and you're willing to do the homework, you saw what we had to go through to find the the DNA, to find the the, the family history, the 23andMe of the uh, genuine G400C motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And you saw that was not easy. That did not walk up and hit us in the face. I had to make a lot of phone calls to people in Europe who didn't have any skin in the game to tell us where that engine case was coming from or where that chassis was coming from. And it is more times than not going to be Asian. It's going to be Chinese. If it's not Chinese, it may be Thai. And I argue that China and Thailand are basically the same thing right this minute. And I think that if somebody tells me, oh, well, this Kawasaki is better because it's made in Thailand and not China, Based on what I've seen in the past three years, that is no longer a viable argument. Because if you look at the welds on the Benelli, even their cheapest Benelli, the cheapest Benelli you can buy, the TNT 135, if you compare the welds on that to the cheapest Kawasaki you can buy, which is the Z125 Pro, the fit and finish, the assembly of the Benelli looks way better. Now I got two things. 
because of that yeah have you seen uh the 2022 and 23 africa twins i have it looks like the third grader welded most of them so like now you got honda going from fucking perfection in the other direction there's guys on the on the forums like i picked up my bike and then two days later like what is this it's it's, a weld it's terrible it's a bad weld and it is a bad weld and it's an ugly weld it's yeah but yeah um what what shook loose from my brain happens occasionally when you mention something um, I was at Mid-Ohio last year talking to a guy, and I don't remember who he was or what motorcycle brand he was with, but he was talking, and he said that in his mind, what was going to happen is that motorcycle sales were going to go um, online, and that instead of having dealerships and stuff, you're just going to have certified mechanics that the companies send their, their parts directly to. So to that guy, what, what shook this all loose mm-hmm. is the guy that bought the Yamaha because there was no other dealers for right. thing around here. Right. You, they, they would have within a hundred miles pretty much anywhere they'd find yeah. some mechanic to take yeah. on the work right. do you think that that's viable or i that- have a manifesto that that shouldn't come from the guy that has a dealership mm-hmm. but again i've always been a fucking contrarian <laughs> uh i believe that i shouldn't own a dealership i think that me owning a dealership is bullshit hmm. i think that i should own a support center yeah and support comes in many forms that I wouldn't own a single one of these zeros. Zero would have eight bikes here. Mm-hmm. And they would train me to sell them. And I would sell them. And I wouldn't own them. I wouldn't have them on flooring. I wouldn't be the owner of those bikes. Right. Zero would be the owner of those bikes. John? Would bikes be cheaper if you bought them directly from the manufacturer? I mean, just like the you know Ford was talking about, they were going to sell their electric vehicles. All their electrics. Right through the manufacturer because Absolutely. dealerships were gouging in pricing. Absolutely. It's exactly right. And it could be. And there would still be, at the end of the day, there would be the exact same amount of money to what you're calling the dealership, and I would call the fulfillment center or the service center, the destination. The money wouldn't change for the guy, for me. The money would be exactly the same. Mm -hmm. The difference is I wouldn't be taking all the risk anymore. Nope. They tell me I got to take 120 of these bikes. It turns out if they're dogs and they don't sell, well, I've just lost money on 120 bikes. If Yamaha owned those bikes, or if Triumph owned those bikes, or Zero owned those bikes. Well, then it's up to Zero and Triumph to make sure those sales happen. And you know what? Yeah. I bet you if, that, if the skin was in that direction, <clears throat> yeah. you wouldn't get 50cc $7,000. You're vest. right. I sure wouldn't, would <laughs> I? They'd be like, those don't work there. That's right. They would have to acknowledge the thing I've been saying for 22 <laughs> right, years. Right. So I do believe that having a fulfillment center, and then that fulfillment center can also be your service department. Absolutely, your service department. And then I could have six mechanics that I have, and I could send those mechanics off to be trained by Yamaha or Zero or by whoever we wanted to to hang that sign on the door. Right. And those companies would be thrilled. Do you tell me that you don't think Moto Guzzi that it wouldn't be it wouldn't behoove them to have a dealership north of Columbus? Dude, your story that you just told right. ten minutes ago that that right. I mean that guy like exactly of course all these right. places people yeah. won't until Ducati opened up that thing yep. people weren't buying Ducatis around here because there was nowhere to go and it wouldn't cost them any more money right. than it's costing them now to have a space and if I have a spot that's ten thousand square feet and if Triumph wants to pay me twelve hundred bucks a month to have 600 square feet or 1,000 square feet of my shop, and they can bring their designers in and hang their art and their shit in there and tell me the way they want to have it set up. They can make sure I've got the right eight or 10 bikes they want me to have. It would be exactly the same as the experience right now with a standalone XYZ dealership, right? right? It's what it is. 
And I assure you, the experience to the consumer would be better. It's like boutique shopping. It's boutique shopping. And more importantly, if Dan came in and Dan said, I've got a hard-on for uh, your, your Triumph Tiger 660, right? He could see the Triumph Tiger 660, but he could very easily walk over and throw his leg over a BMW. And he would really be spoiled for choice. And whether he's got his Triumph or his BMW or his Yamaha, he can take him to the same place for service where he's developed a relationship with what? The service technician, with the shop. And guess right? what would happen? Yeah. So as this developed and people got that relationship, right. I bet you that guy that had a great relationship that bought the BMW. Exactly. Hey, he's going to go ahead. He's going to go try the Indian now. Yeah. yeah. Because he's got a good shop and he knows they can support him. And he knows he can get it fixed. It's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Somebody bought a new bike today. What? Who brought? Who bought a new bike today? Steve did. Steve, what'd you buy? What'd you buy, Mister Hoffert? Oh, I, I just I picked up a, a CL one twenty five S. Was it yesterday? The, was it part of that deal? No, we missed out on that whole. What happened when? with that whole fucking shooting match? <sighs> Marketplace happened. Okay. All right. You know, All right. I we thought I was like I thought that we were in line to buy it, and then the guys like, oh no, somebody else came about. I'm like, I sent you a te- I sent you a message at six fifty two in the morning. Yeah, just need a name and an ad- just need an address. Right, come get it. But so that fell through. That so fell through. Yeah, he was he picked up a consolation bike. So which year did you get? Since they did them up until seventy four. It's a seventy two. Seventy two. Okay. Yeah. I was supposed to get a, a C three too. And that's pissing him off because oh. that guy's been a fucking wishy-washy. Really? I was in Erie. The guy's in Erie. Yeah. And I went to New York to pick up the 125. Right. And the fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Swanson. Beep. <laughs> Swanson. Yeah. No, he says he's going to call. Doesn't call. I'm like. I'm at, I have, then I'm at work. Then he's at work. And, he's always, and I'm like. Call, even at night, he won't even call you back. Right, and I'm like, I have I have the money right here. Just yeah. hand me the title, give me the bike. Here's the money. I'll come whatever time you want in the morning or whatever, just to get the bike. And the guy's a dickhead, you know. So fuck marketplace, oh, fuck Craigslist, <coughs> fuck people. People are fucking. People suck. Yeah, I mean, in general, people suck. Yeah. It was just the ones dealing with you there, Steve, or what? So did that suck? <laughs> no, you get a couple good, you know, you get good guys. Like the guy I bought the 125 from was a good guy. I was going to say, did he suck the wind out of your 125? Because you totally forgot to tell it. You're like, yeah, I bought it. Then you moved on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, realistically. Yeah. And I remember. <laughs> right. He's like, he, I needed this. I wanted it. I got it. Okay. And then. <laughs> he is grumpy sore guy for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so how is the one stick is no the stick is pissing me off. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm serious because you can't have a podcast if you can't interact with people, and then it's not natural. <laughs> so like you have to wait to, for the thing to come around the horn. That's fine. You get the fucking stick. Well, Mecklefresh I mean, is good about raising his hand. <laughs> so if we can, if do I raise my hand, you do right. So I raising his hand is good. Hand. I assure you, I will acknowledge a raised hand. This the, that is more of the that's the conk. That was the, the that conk. was the, we all need to calm the fuck down. As I said, there were three discussions simultaneously going on at no, one I, point. No, I'm not pissed yeah. at you. I'm, I'm not sorry. not been three at once. No, but I, what, there was. Just there remember, was. Steve's also <laughs> just a little bit pissed at the whole world right now. <laughs> yeah, because he lost another bike that he needed. So, so you did, <laughs> but you did end up getting the 72 CL125S. 
Yeah, and it's I mean it's it's a roach, but I mean it's <laughs> it's got five thousand miles on it. It's gonna be fine. It's All got right. good compression. The yeah. guy's like it's got it's butchered up, but it's, it's gonna be boo- How many beautiful. how many miles did you drive to go get a roach one twenty five? I don't know, like two hundred miles. Oh, okay. When you said New yeah, York, I, mean, it wasn't I, thought... I went to New York. I mean I went to it was in Angola. Yeah. And so I went there and it's but it, the most bizarre thing is you get off the freeway. Yeah. You're driving down Route twenty to get to this guy's house. There are ten uh, shops to sell weed. Oh yeah, yeah. this is New York now. No, yeah. and it's yeah. all—they're all in twenty-yard, you know, twenty-foot <laughs> shipping containers. Oh really? Like Lined fireworks up on the side of <laughs> like the road. Fireworks. But they're in shipping containers, and it's like buy for me, buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. <laughs> they're in shipping containers along the side of the road. I'm like, the whole fucking state of New York is going to be. 20-foot shipping containers with assholes selling weed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know which what? Which one did you buy? You got two 40s <laughs> and a 20. Yeah. I was going to say, you got two 40s on your property. What are you waiting for? <laughs> but, I, but mine are filled with motorcycles. Grumpy <laughs> sewer guy selling weed. Yeah. We've got well, the perfect fertilizer. We've got the perfect black. Oh, yes, you do. Black gold, baby. Black gold. But the best thing was they had an a Indian, like the, it was like the Indian nation or whatever. Oh, you were yeah. in Seneca Nation. Hey, I know a guy that grows just in case. You know, you need <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now in, in New York, in that part of New York, it's yeah. oh. tr- tribes. Yeah, right. Because casinos are expensive. Right, right. 20-foot containers is cheap. Right. But they were selling, they had a cigar store in this truck stop. It's yeah. like, wash your balls. You know, eat dinner, wash your clothes, buy cigars, and buy, like, trinkets. It was a full-service truck stop. Yeah. So. But it was on the Seneca Nation, though, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. No right. tax on the uh, fuel. Right? No, but no the tax. Cigars. washing your balls. Right. Oh, calm down. The cigars were cheap, and they had the best selection of cigars at any shop, that, that yeah. better than any selection in, in Cleveland. I, I bet that's where I saw that uh, billboard that says, home of the $30 ounce. <laughs> there's a billboard coming back i saw it coming back at night it was like home of the 30 dollar I, I didn't see that but i wonder i mean you go to you go to detroit i just came back from you know the auto show and there's like a thousand billboards yeah. out there king dank dank kingdom but are any of them a 30 dollar ounce i don't know in portland they had like prime 200 dollar ounce it was like yeah. oh my God. But, uh, so you could buy 11 dollar cigars like here yeah for like Five, yeah, it's, so it's like half the price of the cigar. Are they allowed to do Cubans there? Or? No, on the res. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't the be res. able to. They're their own nation, right? How how would they import them? Tom, Tom, what do you have to oh, say? I was going to say. To be fair, my ex always proclaimed that her brother, her brother-in-law, no stepbrother, grew the dankest weed in Eugene. So. In Eugene. In Eugene. In Eugene. Yeah, the so, dankest weed in the Eugene. The dankest weed in Eugene. So, you remember we were talking about that good, that straight up good fellow who was riding a Honda ATC across Canada? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. Did he die? He nope. makes well, it 3,907 miles and then runs into one, one dickhead, fucking cop. cop. <sighs> to be fair, how long have we ridden Bandit? Oh, no. We, we always used to ride dirty. My point is. When I crossed the border into Canada on a 125cc pink buddy scooter, <laughs> oh. and I didn't wait in line, I shuffled my way up to the front past all the cars, and when the Ontario Customs Border Patrol folky folks 
said things to me like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? I said, I'm participating in a ride for charity. And I couldn't say the word charity enough. I don't think I said it less than 100 times. I kept saying, firefighters fund for burned children. Aluminum cans for burned children. Because here's the thing. No, I said firefighters. Oh, yeah. Because when you say firefighters and burned children, you are now tapping everything except wounded warriors. Right. Okay? Because only a true fuck knuckle would slow you down if you say firefighters fund for burned children. We'll have to get Speedy Cop on this next time. I am just going to, just going to let you know that those words, those words got me through the checkpoint into Canada faster than anyone else waiting in that line. Did you get a donation? Because I got a donation. And that's what I was about to <laughs> say. <laughs> oh, really? Here, here's 10 bucks. Here's 10 bucks. Thank you. Thank oh, you so dude. much. Was it Canadian? I'll make sure the children thank you for it. Did you feel like Canadian shit? or American dollar? That was coming, I think, back into that America. Was back into America. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, that, so was, that was gas money then. To give you an idea <laughs> about... All it takes is one fucking asshole cop. I'm going to read it because I don't like just reading articles because I think that's, yeah, you know. it only takes one in Canada. You well, also would take like 10. But Trudeau's a total asshole. So. Well, he would have never made it that far in the U.S. There's Look, no way. I, I, one, again, we have the BDR. Well, they have their cross-Canada snowmobile trail. Like they, they have that. But, That's a thing that exists. But the thing about Canada that people don't realize, besides the major cities, there's fucking nothing up there. It's wilderness, man. It makes Australia look like high population density. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that trick about Canada is ninety percent of everything you'd ever want to do is within ten miles of the US border, some nonsense like that. Yeah. Right? We all heard those statistics. We we've been around a long Enjoy. time. Okay. Phil, Phil. Yeah. I have to ask ask a question. How far is Ian from a KFC? So he's uh, no, he's right there. He's right. got much of them, much KFC. So, so here's the silly thing. It seems Mr. Webb has run afoul of the Ontario Provincial Police, or, or OPP, if you know me, <laughs> right? Because we're down, we're not down with OPP around here. I used His to be. Epic Trans Canada <laughs> ride has been shut down. Y'all, y'all know where OPP is, right? What's that? OPP. Orleans oh, Parish Prison. Oh, really? Which I used to live a quarter mile from. So, BC, that's the west side. Mm-hmm. To Newfoundland, yeah. that's the east side. And they had the big dogs. Right. Ride on a three-wheeler sounds fucking crazy. It does. Uh, twice as mad in the middle of winter. Game, game on. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I applaud you, sir. Okay. Webb was toughing it out and made it as far as Ontario. Now, for people who aren't aware of how Canada works, if you started in BC and you made it to Ontario, as far as I'm concerned, you rode across Canada. Yeah. The the rest is just well in BC's Land island, Yap. Quebec, so at some Montreal, point, did he, Newfoundland. Did he Phil, float the fucker? Or? What's what's after that? There's another one. That's it's Saskatchewan. No. And then, he's already done those. Newfoundland. I no, no. I mean, you, yeah. you're, and uh, you go from the west. Montreal would be the broad yeah. endpoint. BC's on that side? Yeah. BC's. Oh, that he's already gone through. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. British right. Columbia no. is an island. The rest it's is, actually is floating out there, right? Oh, the Newfoundland's is, the last one, right? 
east. I know. Yeah, no. East, farthest the, east, right? The, the, ah, crap. It's, it's I forgot the whole, the whole thing where you like. You BC is like problem. Seattle. Yeah, or the whole thing. Yeah. But he still have to get off an island to get to the rest of Oh, wait. Okay. I guess we need a map Victoria or something. Victoria is an island. Yeah. That's Victoria. No, okay. It's big. Don't don't sell it short. That's what I'm saying. It's big, but it is part of British Columbia. Okay. Right. Right. But, you know. You're right, thinking right. Vancouver? Maybe. Yeah. Nova Scotia. Michigan's Maybe. got an island, too. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Nova Scotia's right. east. Lots of places have that. Like You're right. Yeah. But anyhow, back to the story. Anyhow. Back to the story. I think it was like 3,907 either miles or kilometers, whatever. Right. Eight, on an ATC, that's got to be impossible. He made it as far as Ontario, and then he ran into Johnny Law after riding 3,914 kilometers. Wow. Now, uh, that's as good as 2,700 miles in real math. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he ran into an OPP officer, told him that if he kept on rolling through that province, he'd be breaking the law. And to that, I say, proceed with the fuckery. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would say, I'm telling you this because I also am going to have you sign my shirt and I'm going to give you a donation and all these things. But if anybody asked, Officer McNulty told you, this is breaking the law. And then he patted you on the back, took a picture with you and a selfie and put you on his Facebook and said, "What did they, uh, proceed gaily forward. <laughs> yeah. well, let me ask you this. Don't go straight. Go gaily forward. <laughs> go gaily forward. What about this? Yeah. You were a cop. Yeah. Okay. So say I'm writing uh, something that's off. I'm doing something where you know I'm going to get a ticket. It's not like a speeding, whatever. It's a ticket. Yes. But I, and So if you got the ticket, does that at least buy you 24 hours of continuing to do that activity? No, because there, okay. there, people are always like, you know, there's the right, there's the rule of no double jeopardy. I trust me, I can write you as many DUIs in one night as I want to well, write you. I understand you. that, but I'm saying one like, DUI is not to get a get a jail free card for 24 hours. No, but okay, so if a cop I already comes, got mine, if you had to cross over a field, yeah. and that's the only way you could go to get where right. you're going, right? And halfway across, cops say, "Stop!" Right? You're not allowed to cross there. Right. Here's a trespassing right. ticket. But you're like, I got to go that way. An asshole cop would tell you to go back the way you came. Right? A cool cop. Well, that's what I'm saying. Could this guy have just been like, "Hey, well, in how the much police is the academy." They taught us that officer discretion. discretion. You right. always have officer discretion. Right. And there are very few times where you are legally required to act against, to, to arrest somebody. If so, if you, you can't watch somebody get murdered and not arrest right, them. Right, right, right. But if you pull somebody over and they have a legitimate story, you can let them off on a speeding ticket. If somebody, something like this, he could have said, you know, you really shouldn't be on the road and I could write you a ticket. I'm letting you go, but <laughs> would you be interested to hear what major infraction this hero, I would, this fucking legend, yeah, ground his trip to a stop? Lack of seatbelts. Well, it was paperwork. Oh, title issues. Hmm. With the title on his ATC. Did they have titles for an 85 ATC? Often a problem with these old machines, some of which have never been registered or titled since new. You're exactly right. You're absolutely fucking right. Do you know why? Because it's what we call an OHV, an off-highway vehicle. And even in very advanced states like this one, that want you have a title for your fucking plastic boat you bought at Walmart, right? right? If your inflated aid is more than six feet tall, you have to get whole numbers on that bitch. (laughs) <laughs> think about that <laughs> seriously did you no, say whole numbers whole numbers <laughs> <laughs> she has to be registered with the nhtsa right so you want maximum seating one it's 13 all right? feet right <coughs> no it's six feet 
they they lowered it to six feet because it kayak, used to be thirteen. Feet. It used to be thirteen feet, but now a kayak that holds ein human that goes on our lake has to have hull numbers on That's it. That's stupid. Which means it needs to have an MCO. Okay, I'm going to let you simmer in how stupid that is, mm-hmm. because that means a pool toy that's over six feet long could be could require hull numbers and then they print it on a little metal plate and then they there's no way to really mount it on a pool toy well of course not no but i'm saying but they do they if, if you're people with inflatables figured this out a long time yeah. ago if would that be the same for stand-up paddle boards eight well that's the thing that's the battle digits. that's the problem the because yeah if they're metal. over six feet yes because they all are they are i, I assure you I wonder if somebody at the state said, can we get registration money on these things? And somebody else went, I'll bet I'll bet if it's over 5 foot 11, we can. And they went, there's a lot of stand-up paddleboard assholes out there on the lake. There sure are. Wouldn't it be great if we could get 40 bucks from each of those? Bob, you just got a promotion. Now you're second in charge of being an asshole, right? <laughs> there's somebody that's not getting fucked? Oh, this oh well, we can fix that. Oh, wait a second. This shall not be. <laughs> Let me put on my super secret bureaucracy helmet and fix this. Yeah. Hold on. So that's what it came down to, guys, is the man with an ATC with a trailer on the back who's got a dream and a cause and a charity and some cool friends, right? He got fucked with because he didn't have a title. Because he didn't have a license plate on this thing that any one of us would call a farm implement. Right. Right? What roads was he riding on? Apparently, he wasn't. He was outside of Kentucky. He was on... Look, the guy's going across Canada on the snowmobile trailer thing or whatever. I don't honestly give a fuck where he's going. And it it turned out he had to go back. He could only sort it out by going back home. And it's like, well, well, we're fucked. Which to me is... If the punishment for being where you are, if you have gone three quarters of the way across Canada illegally, the punishment or the remedy for going three quarters of the way across Canada illegally shouldn't be going back three quarters of the way across Canada. Is anybody else picking me up on this one? So if you drove 90% of the way home shit face drunk, the answer shouldn't be go back to the bar. Okay. That I, seems dangerous to me. I can I can only say this. Yeah, that I'm fairly certain that if you were put in the same position, yeah, you would have said, "Oh, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't mean to break the law. I tell you what, I'm going to park my ATC and go get a truck and haul it home." Damn straight, John. And as soon as that motherfucker was out of sight, you bet your yeah, ass. Yeah. You <laughs> bet your ass. And I would wait until that son of a bitch was off shift. And then I would go and I'd call in a strange, you know, these kids are fighting over here. Yeah. Or I'd get one of John's overpowered. There's 12 kids with bats. Yeah, I would get one of John's overpowered fireworks and I'd set it off really far from wherever I was. A cigarette thing. That, yeah, and a 10-minute fuse. <laughs> and then I would fuck gaily offward, right? Yeah. I would just be gonzo. Now, he, this guy wasn't that creative. Or let's just put it this way. Maybe this guy was, well... Canadian. He's Canadian. He's not going to do that. He's Canadian. He wasn't do. born under the level of deviosity that we have to be. <laughs> Okie dokie, officer. <laughs> okay, there. Yeah. So I think that most of us, by the time we were in kindergarten, had already exceeded this guy's level of fucking malfeasance and corruption. We used right? to run from caps to Wells School. You know where Wells School was. <sighs> I'm on, telling you, man. On mini bikes. You used to throw flaming monkeys off of buildings. There is no, there is no 
there's no way that you can square this with me because it's some bullshit. It's some absolute bullshit. Now, all I can picture, of course, is the traditional Canadian Mountie, you know, pointy hat, big round brim <laughs> on a horse, probably carrying a flag, yeah. maybe made of plastic. That was the one I had. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Walking, walking with guy. a limp with a huge stick up his ass. To be fair. Dudley do wrong. I don't <laughs> give a fuck, man. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Dudley you, you just impeded with a charity. Yeah, that's crazy. This is fucking embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. So it is fucking embarrassing. It is fucking embarrassing. Yeah, kick the trash can. It's fucking embarrassing is what it is. And I feel terrible for what this guy had to go through because he did get over three quarters of the way accomplished. You know, he did it. Is anybody, nobody's asking for their money back or anything, right? I have no idea. He collected $9,000 yeah, yeah. and I'm sure it'll go to whatever charity. Yeah. Good, I good. actually, I think he also, I'm going to call it a win though. Yeah. Because yeah. he's already got a couple articles right. and it's all like, we're right. talking about him. So, and honestly, and he he is planning on, he's planning on regrouping for the yeah. next, next year, time around. Next year, it'll be a race. Next yeah. year, if you see, the problem is this you pull your dick out like this in America and you talk about how Dan tried to do it. And Dan was going across the Virginia, and when Dan was going across Virginia on the BDR, somebody came in, fucking waved their badge at him, and gave him a hard way to go. Next year, there'd be a thousand motherfuckers doing it just to get the attention of the police, mm-hmm. right? Because Americans are invin- Americans are very vindictive on somebody else's dime, right? <laughs> They're all about like, fuck yeah, we're going to show up next year to support Dan. But the idea is the strength in numbers thing. It'll just be like that whole thing. So I really do wonder if next year more people are going to show up. Is this going to be Burning Man? Yeah. And then the next year, they're all going to have Olin shocks and slicks. (laughs) They're all going to be sponsored. (laughs) Well, that's the question is because as Americans, we're assholes. Yeah. yeah, The Canadians are like, really? I was shocked that any member of Canadian law enforcement decided to throw the hammer down on this guy. Right. Yeah. yeah I really am kind of shocked by that. I dude, would think they would turn it into a dude, really I'm, awesome. Dude, I'm super sorry, but you do not have your proper licensing. Like, I, I feel that, I feel that there that are four Canadian listeners. Oh, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> okay. So dude, I'm super sorry. Who has a strong opinion about the Kawasaki versus 400? I do. Oh, John. So Wait. you own one, so you get to go first. So I own a 650, okay? but yeah. And I did a little reading up on this, and yeah. and this guy over here, he's got a super hard on for a Versys 300. So I took, <laughs> I took this to heart because I've been hearing a lot about how much he wants to get a 300 and, mm-hmm. and beat me on my underpowered 650. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news for him is he can now get a 400. Or he may be able to get a 400. <laughs> but if you'll recall, I also sent out the article because the real heart of the question here is, I mean, we can already see the different. If you go and look at the 300 Ninja versus <laughs> the 400 Ninja, <laughs> that's what really is going to happen with the Versys 300 and 400. Right. I, I mean, nobody thinks they're going to put the four-cylinder motor in that 400. Nope. Dude. No. Nope. So uh, when you compare the numbers of the 300 motor to the 400 motor, you're talking... I Ten think it is power. 10 horsepower increase. Yep. 12, 12 torques. torques. 12 yep. torques. 12 more torques, yep. Yeah, and Which the, I think is substantial. And the motors are not anything alike. There's a whole new motor. They're bored out. It's fuel injected, et cetera, et cetera. Let's see that. Well, the, the, 
The only thing I don't like is that the old ninjas used to rev to 14,000 RPM. Yeah, because they were tiny yeah. little motors. <laughs> no, I mean the 300. I, I mean, know. Or 250s. The 250s. Yeah, they yeah. would rev up to 14,000. Right. I think but, the 300, they, they're saying 11 or right. 11. 11,000. And the 400 is only, only a pe- pe- measly 10,000. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the only reason I want the X300 right. is because there's one right now you could buy for 4,800 dollars. <gasps> Which is really cheap. That's new? cheap. Like new. Brand new. So you bring up the price thing. So when you look at... So a Versus 300 right now is under 5K. Yeah, they have one at a dealership out west. And I was thinking, oh, is it worth That's buying? Tempting. But they, they say the seat is horrible. Well, a motorcycle seat so, isn't horrible when you first get it. They the give African you a twin bad is perfect. seat. I never had the real seat. Uh, <laughs> I only have a good seat. Like it came with my, but came with a good seat. Fucker sold the, the original. The standard seat's the most comfortable seat I've ever had. I have to on, get on, one on the now. Africa twin. Yeah, oh. on the Africa twin, but not on the versus three hundred. No, they said that yeah. it's well, just like you always have to adjust something. But the Africa yeah. twin was perfect. See, There's a know, rule I, I have. You know my rule. My rule is very simple. If if your job as a motorcycle journalist is to go out and write a write a review on a motorcycle you probably haven't ridden yet. Mm-hmm. I could tell you a bunch of top 10 lists oh. where nine out of the 10 bikes haven't even been released to the fucking public yet. Mm-hmm. And some magazine somewhere, Top Gear, is saying that, you know, these are the top 10 motorcycles you can buy. And you can't buy any of them. Right. Right? But it's vaporware. And right. people pay journalists for dumb shit now. So. I'm not sure people pay journalists. Cam. Cam. <laughs> Whatever that foam, I'm just saying, but whatever anyway, the foam is they use in that Honda seat, um, it's perfect. It's perfect. But I, I, do, I, do, I do like the motor journalism rule where if you haven't done your research, always complain about the seat. Yeah. So do you have to have something bad to say. Don't piss off any of the real engineers. Don't piss off the manufacturer. Don't piss off potential clients. Say we thought the seat sucked because now you come off as being experienced, well-reasoned, and insightful. But you're not. Right, but you know what, you're just though? taking the safe well, way out. But a lot of times they do, yeah. though. Like, and here's what I don't understand: with all the years and all this advancements in motorcycles right. and all the the, yeah. the math that goes into it. Yeah. I've had three motorcycles where the seat pushes you straight into the fucking gas tank, and every person <laughs> complains about it. The MC seven hundred was the worst. worst. The absolute. You worst. had to put washers and shit underneath. Yeah, that's the front what of I did to yeah, raise it up raise like it up. this. Right. Right. But the ninja, <laughs> the ninja. I love how both you guys own that bike. Yeah. And you both have exactly that, the same complaint yeah, about dude. it. Yeah. It was oh, terrible. No, I put, I put a, like a the three rubber. quarters of an inch uh, yeah. rubber spacers in the front of the seat to curve it up. Yeah. In order to, so that you wouldn't slide. So you yours. weren't sliding down into when the When you hit the brakes, down. you smashed your dick into the gas tank. It's every pretty so much every Ducati I've ever owned. So were you able to have <laughs> so, more children after that? No. Yeah, okay. mm, but that I've already fixed, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, okay, that, so that smashing your dick is kind of an Italian thing. It's kind of an Italian. What about what about price? No, I, I was gonna say the, the, the elephant in the room. Last week we spent nothing. Last week we said nothing other than we all agreed that all these Chinese five hundreds kind of needed to be seven fifties, and we have. A 300 that's been turned into a 400, and even the manufacturer says, well, don't get attached to this one because it's probably going to become a 500. So if we said that the 500s were kind of inept and they needed to be 660s or 750s, which we all kind of agreed on, that 500 wasn't the right CCs for adventure bikes. Mm. And then we all kind of said that Dan's Triumph 660 is kind of fucking perfect. 
and that your versus 650 is kind of fucking perfect. But the weight. And it's, it's the, but the problem is pricing. Okay. Okay. So here's the, here's the, how the pricing busts yeah. out. A current versus 300, I think is $5,600. Okay. Yeah. A 650 is seven, seven, eight, seventy okay. eight hundred dollars right. Yeah. So you have that. That's a nice a gap. Big in gap. So you're saving yeah. a lot by the 300. You really are. The problem yeah. is like, if you look at the Ninja yeah. is $5,800. Okay. So yep. when you translate the ninja back over to a versus, yep. you're going to add a thousand. I think you're so right. So now you're going to make it sixty eight hundred versus seventy eight hundred. Why wouldn't you buy the six fifty? Because that's wait, tough math. The well, reason, yeah, that, and I, I get it, yeah. but you know what I mean. Now you're like, yeah. there's not a lot of fat in the price, yeah. and you're going to be sixty eight hundred when like a CB five hundred X is under six. Under yeah, six, but it's still yeah. too heavy. The reason that the guys lost their minds over this. Is the fact that you had an adve- a bike that could carry luggage and a little bit of stuff go on the highway if you needed it to, and still is like a three hundred and fifty pound bike. Fifty horsepower is great. I still say a two fifty is all you really need yeah. for what you're doing, mm-hmm. and it's light. It's it, I mean you can go on the freeway. I mean it's it's you're beating the shit out of it on the freeway. So I, mean, I get that, but if you're not using it for that. I'd rather have a two fifty. I, I mean I love my two fifty. Every, every so you need a KLX two fifty. But well, no, I, WR no, yeah, but, but every two fifty I've had, I had I had an XT two fifty that was a great bike. Mm. I had a X, I had yeah. a KLR two fifty that was a great bike. I had an XL two fifty that was a great bike. Yeah, every two fifty I ever owned, I could do everything that I could do with with that bike, and the three hundred was. I mean, Spoken by a man who loved the Helix. But that, that was the thing. Is like yeah. you're looking at a versus. What is it? Four hundred. That's a three hundred. Three hundred. That's a four hundred. Actually, that's, oh, the, that's artist, the That's, that's the artist. Oh, we're yeah. rendering now. But then yeah. again, I like yeah. the single better than I like the the but twin. That's the thing. Is you've literally taking a two fifty, which is cheap. Yeah, cheap to build. Yeah, Cheap everybody has a C- CBR two hundred and fifty, the Ninja two hundred and fifty. Yeah. But now, once you add the ABS and everything else, we're like, well, we got to run it to four hundred or five hundred. Well, first of all, I don't want the ABS. Right. No, I don't that's want mandated. Yeah, parallel twin though. I think the biggest thing is that dollars. The dollars when you go from ein cylinder right. to zwei cylinder, right? Everything becomes more complicated. Right. Right. Everything. And it, <laughs> The hilarious thing is that Kawasaki had the, had the EX500 for years. Which years. They could have just made an, uh, a Versys 500 oh, years ago. Yeah. The Ninja 250 sucked ass. No, it well, didn't. No, the, yeah, the, no, Ninja, the Ninja, Ninja 250 was a fanta- and the fantastic. 500, the, 500. And the, fi- the 500 was actually a fantastic bike for a 500 twin. <laughs> no, it was way better than the, you know, the Suzuki whatever. The best 500 cruiser of all times. CX500? No. No, 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 no. He's right. He is right. It's got the EX500 motor. The best He's cruiser. He's going to hit it The right best 500cc cruiser of all time yep. was the Kawasaki Vulcan 500. Yep. I, I, I have recommended these to two or three of my friends. Honestly, as much as I hate to say they're... Oh, they're... I don't even think there should be a class for 500 cruisers. Nope. I don't nope. even think that class nope. should exist. <laughs> but I do think that if you're going to say... One of the arguably dumbest motorcycle classes on the planet yes. is a 500cc cruiser. I do not think there is a better 500cc cruiser in the world than the, the fucking EX Vulcan because it has a six hundred a six speed gearbox. Yep. The motor 
apparently is it limitless is, it is dumb in as fucking shit. bike. Oh, God. It's I, not, I mean, it's the same motor as the EX500. I wrote, I wrote an EX500, and it's like, where does this thing sign off? It doesn't. It's a Ninja 500. I mean, Kevin rode that. He had that was his first real bike, and he rode that thing everywhere. Oh, and Weira for like. We are the officially I can't even afford an SV650 class <laughs> is the EX500 class. And if you want to know how poor people live, yeah. go to the track and see the guys with the EX500s. It's I, like I, the Ascot FT. It's the same people. I mean, you could buy one at one point for 300 bucks and put it on the track. I oh, mean, yeah. Kevin had three of them at oh, one point. Yeah. He was like, oh, these are my how track can bikes. can you not afford an SV650? Well, again, you can not afford it I've got and you'll know if you look down and you're sitting on the x500 the only reason you're sitting on the x500 <laughs> is you can't afford an sv650 because anybody who can afford an sv650 is not riding an ex500 they let you change the forks and stuff like you can do whatever you not, fucking want you're not going out on the track on stock ex500 that's the beautiful thing about club racing is somebody somewhere wrote a rule book and somebody went, yeah, those forks are dangerous. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So Steve should be able to put whatever fucking forks he All wants right, on there. Yeah. And you know what? Those brakes are dangerous too. So Tom should be able to put whatever brakes he wants on there too. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to keep the boring stroke, right? Yeah. We're going to keep the boring stroke the same so that everybody's kind of on a level playing well, it's field. The, it's, it's the right? Ninja 500 and the Vulcan 500. Right. If you can't, if you take a shit in mid-Ohio, mm. you'll walk out of the bathroom with an SV650. <laughs> because there's all, if you walk in the bathroom at mid-Ohio. To, to be fair, I have a free V-Strom 650 sitting in New Orleans right now. I, I talked a guy down from $1,200 for a race prepped SV650, like had just got off the track. Yeah. He wanted $1,200. $1,200. Really? It was legal no, oh yeah no it needed rubber no. i mean you know it needed things he didn't want to fix it he wanted to sell it but i knew he didn't want to fix it i know he wanted to sell it so i got 800 bucks out and i bought a, I bought an sv650 for 800 bucks nice. you know it it was it was lighter because it didn't have a title the, right. the yeah so it was faster the funniest <laughs> thing about the sv650 is it's literally the best ducati 900 you'll ever buy yeah, no, yeah. i didn't call it a ducati the, uh, Did you say what I thought? Oh, <laughs> I didn't call it that. My wow. buddy who raced one called it wow. that. I didn't call it that. I mean, I didn't to call be it fair, that. the 650 still is the best 900 I didn't call it buy, that. but I did not say what you just said. Uh, uh, no. Okay. So, so is anybody dying to buy a Versys 400 no. when they come out? I don't no. think any of us at this day no. will buy it. I might buy that 300. I'd rather buy a, have the 300. I might buy you know, a five-year-old you know, 650. Yeah. I mean, there you go. You know... <laughs> As somebody who's seen the, the uh, Honda 500 Twins, because there's one sitting over there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah 500X. Yeah. I can see why people would want to buy them. Parallel Twins are the future. It's a great motor, right? Yeah, yeah. And to a be 500 fair, Twin in any by any brand or any configuration is kind yeah. of it's and a neat little thing. To be fair, you put it in a KLR 650 frame. Sure. It's gonna rock. Yeah. Especially because we don't But that's not that. a KLR six fifty frame that it's going no, It's a versus. Not even close. It's way, way different. It's in way fact, different. The ninja frame is a trellis frame, so yeah. it's it's interesting to see how different the versus is gonna if you start with a ninja are they just gonna start with a ninja four hundred and put forks and a different swing arm and leave the same frame or what are they no, going the, to the what are they gonna do the, to versusize it? They're going to they they punch <laughs> the uh, forks up to forty one millimeters <laughs> versus, versus the so the, the front end's beefed up quite a bit on the 400s. It's a 41 
millimeters versus 37 millimeters. So that's a that's a substantial difference in the front. That's end. not a lot of millimeters. No, it's not a lot. Um, what I'm but what I'm saying is from the old 300s to the 400, it's a substantial increase. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean that's my that's my beef with the NC 700s. That the those are 41 millimeter forks and they're so flexible when you go around the turn yeah. the whole front end yeah. feels like it's it's Swishes. it's giving. It's like it's it's bending. And and I, I mean that a, that article talks about them maybe yeah, good. It's oh, a, maybe it's going to be a 450, maybe it's going to be a 500. Right. You're telling me you have a motor that's a 400 right here that you don't have to re get approved like it's they're yeah. not going to make it. It's going to it's just going to be that bike. What's Why some, have you pulled my dream bike up? Oh, I was I would I wasn't looking at that. What was that? What was your dream bike? That was the Norge. Oh, the Norge. Yeah. The Norge. <laughs> In Norway. Norway. The, uh, you say Norge, Norge. He says Norge. It was Norge. It's it's the name of the country, Norway. Norway. Oh. Now as a W. Norway spelled Norway. Tom, are you starting to talk in cursive a little bit? Perhaps. Man, another drink. Uh, I, I do. I do argue that I do argue that the best, the best brand new Versys three hundred is a four year old Versys six fifty. Right. <laughs> I think that might be the best. <laughs> right. I think that might be the fucking it deal. Your, it depends Dude. what your purpose is, though. Right. That's I very true. much that's get true. your point, Cinch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the lightweightness of right. it and everything. Like, yeah. if you just want the smaller, nimbler, like, hey, I can. I mean, yeah. And by the way, if you're listening to us and you're from CycleTrader.com, fix your fucking site. Your fight. Your site is garbage. I can type in the word Versys six fifty, and the response you give me. Are a FS a, a soft tail, a fat boy, a fucking CBR one thousand? You giving me ninety six fucking wait, wait, results? Back up, That's because they go, all share uh, valve back caps. Back up, back up, backing back up, back up, back going, keep going, keep going. Right there. What is the what, which one? What, are, what, are you what is that? The Excelsior Henderson? Is that? Yeah, it's a $90,000 Excelsior Henderson, right. this, this but is, that's what came up when I typed in Versi 650. Is, so fuck you, Cycle <laughs> Trader, because right. all you're doing is putting the, the sites look, that are sponsored. Look, I have it's a, a sponsored web, or a sponsored listing from Lending Tree right. or whatever. I now have a hard fuck on, you. and this yeah. is not going to... Yeah. I'm not spending 90 grand for this. But come on. I asked for a Versi 650, and you're showing me Excelsior Hendersons. Right. Fuck you, Cycle right. Trader. Fix this your shit. This is not what we're doing. You, you no longer care about what I want. Right. You're only showing me. Well, the Vespas are close match. Well, I just prepped. You, do you see the listing? I premium. Prepped, I prepped Pre- like See the premium at the top? Yeah. The premium is what makes this Vespa come up when I type in Versi 650. Premium. Yeah, but it, that's why there's a fucking. No one's gonna look that's at why it there's anyway. a 20-year-old V-Rod. <laughs> When I type in Versys 650, and that's called, I'm not going to show you what you want to see. I'm going to show you what I charged more money to create a listing for so that when Dan's trying to sell his Tiger 660, he can overpower everybody that might be looking for a 1963 Vespa Sprint. It's like touch tunes in the bar. It's bonkers. Where you pay an extra dollar to jump. Yeah, to jump other other people that are in line, right? Okay. Anyway, I I want to get off of that horse shit. Um, Any mail? No, but here's but I did. We have one more topic that oh. I really wanted to talk about because it's fucking important for one person at this table. Well, we're all we're, my we're son who's in England. We're going on a moto trip. Going the, on the the, trip. The, two weeks, Chris. Two weeks. How long till you leave? Monday. See, so it's fucking urgent. All right, all right, urgent. Urgent. 
Because if I don't set his phone up, nobody else here at the table will. <laughs> okay? Where are you going, Chris? Morocco. <laughs> Morocco? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So I got one answer to that. Morocco, Google, West Virginia. Google Fi. <laughs> you ever seen Casablanca? Oh, yeah, yeah. Google Fi, the phone. Casablanca. If you had T-Mobile, you could get international, and it's just an extra charge you could add for like one month and then take it off. That's what Mrs. Smith did. No, that's T Mobile's awesome. My kid's in in uh, London right now. And now, is that your is that your provider? Is T Mobile? No, Verizon. Who do you have? You have Verizon. Verizon, Okay. So, have you yet called Verizon? Mrs. Smith did. Okay. And what did Verizon think about Morocco? Uh, they said it's kind of cool this time of year, but if you take your shorts and your t-shirts, so they said your phone's not going to (laughs) work. They said your phone will work for fifteen dollars a month. Right. Or, like I'm that. sorry. Fifteen dollars a day. ten dollars a day. Ten, yeah, ten bucks a day. A day. Yeah. Wow. So international international roaming for Verizon is ten bucks. But I think that if you're yeah. in in the hotel under Wi-Fi, yes, that's the trick. Then, yeah. Your link was very handy because Peggy is leaving tomorrow for England. Oh, she is. So I talked to her. But I mean, when you really look at what that tells you to do, mm-hmm. it's basically shut your phone off and turn it back on. So, well, there's a few other things. If, <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, listen to Mr. Or you could turn your turn your mobile hotspot, turn your mobile, uh, you know, like just turn it on, and turn it off. I mean, so it, like you know. I have real advice for but you. But she did actually spend the money for the overseas. Yeah, <laughs> the best thing you can do is to go there. Yeah. And each of you get a sim mm-hmm. that works there mm-hmm. for twenty dollars for the whole month. Right. For forty dollars, you each have a sim that works there. You can call each other. You can't necessarily call the U.S. Right. or text the U.S. That will be extra. Right. When you say each of you get a sim, Who, who's the other person you're talking about? Your are, spouse, are you going your by traveling yourself? partner. He's alone. No, I'm going with yeah. another motorcycle. Yeah, he's going with Pete. Oh, right. I'm so going so with just Pete. you. So one right. sim. So now you don't run on an Apple, do you? No, I run okay. uh, so Android. That's a little different. So if you're a person that has one of these devices, okay, an Apple device. So an Apple device is not quite as friendly about uh, welcoming somebody else's equipment into its slot, okay? Um, they're just a little funny about it. You can, you can do it, but it is not the trip to Walmart, a.k.a. vending machine, you know, a kiosk in the airport, that it is if you have a non-fruit stand-based um, device, okay? So that is where... And I have traveled a lot of different countries with the iPhone. Here's one of the things that it does particularly well is it helps you be kind of the sheep and the end of the on the end of the lead. Okay. If you acknowledge that I'm stupid and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I'm not Johnny Sim cards, right? I'm not going to do uh, you know, mission impossible ghost protocol on my phone <laughs> by having a pocket full of SIM cards. I'm going to change out every time I go through the, you know, remember that time of Vladivostok? Oh shit. I need to change my SIM card. Okay. Hologram. It turns out iPhones are fucking everywhere. Hmm. Nobody's got the kind of market penetrations like these son of bitches do. Okay. That's kind of cool. Uh, but you're going to have to pay for it. You're not going to do what Dan does. You're not going to get away cheap. Dan's getting away cheap. Dan has also said he doesn't give a shit about texting back to home. He doesn't give a shit about calling back to home. A SIM card, that's your identity. Okay, so a SIM card is an identity that you have while you're there. And it is something that has a certain amount of 
bandwidth movement paid for in the SIM card. But the SIM card works particularly well in the radio signal language that they speak in those countries because they're not the same as we have here. When we say, you know, 3G, LTE, 4G, 5G, whatever, the United States market is different than theirs. Go ahead. Okay, just my yeah. son just flew to London or to England yeah. today. Yeah. And this is what he, he sent me a screenshot of what it what T-Mobile says to him. Mm-hmm. It says T-Mobile, welcome to the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Your plan includes coverage that gives you unlimited data on us. Not at, now at faster speeds of 256 kilobyte per second, which is slow, but I mean, yeah. it's still, he gets unlimited data yep. plus unlimited text at no extra cost. Absolutely. So calls are 25 cents a minute, mm-hmm. one high speed data, get a, uh, you, you can add an international plan. Right. So he has, he could text all he wants to yep. us. He could use the data in that country. Right. But if he wants to call, it's going to cost him 25 Well, it's going to cost me 25 <laughs> Since he's on my plan. He's on your plan. Well, but but this yeah. is what they said, and this yeah. is the way T-Mobile is really good. You can go to Mexico. You can go to, like, Latin America. Of course, yeah. You can go to Canada. You can go to England. You can go to Europe. And, and you just have to pay 25 cents a minute to call. Right. But the text, but the data is free. Right. So I find that T-Mobile, I mean, you and in Oberlin too, because it's like a foreign country for Verizon. <laughs> let me, let me yeah, ask I can get I can get coverage down in the basement. And what Peggy right. did was she just paid the international on our thing. But you got to remember, you're only paying that once this month. You can call next month right. and cancel it. So it's ten bucks or something for each phone or whatever. But she'll just call and take it off. Yeah. So you only 10 need bucks it a day. So Verizon's Verizon's deal is they're ten dollars a day, and if you use it in day. If you use it that day, right, once you turn it on and you use any traffic, you use any, anything at all, how these work is uh, when I landed in England with this phone, it didn't pick up right away. You do have to do the shuffle. You do have to turn the fucker off, like, you know, press both buttons and hold it and shut it off. Uh, shut it off, off, and then turn it back on airplane mode, turn off your Wi-Fi, turn off your cellular data, and then turn them back on again. It will look around and find things mm-hmm. and it will say, oh, that's what we're doing now, right? And it'll acknowledge that as long as you have it set for roaming and cellular data, cellular data roaming. Uh, as long as you're saying that, then these iPhones will pick up, especially with Verizon, because Verizon does have pretty goddamn good coverage. And that's why I was curious when you said Morocco, and Verizon, I wondered how does Verizon approach Morocco? Because they were real good for Central America. They were great, but I've never tried to travel in that part of the world with most, Verizon. Most of the world also yeah. used to use GSM, yep. whereas Verizon was CDMA. CDMA, yep. And so when they went to LTE and mm-hmm. now 5G, there are two divergent systems in, in 5G. Like there's some, it's called High Five. Yeah. And, and, uh, like T-Mobile uses High Five, which right. is just like it's basically L- LTE with yep. a turbocharger, yep. and Verizon uses the really high frequency. Um, so, so there's two. There's the two systems are somewhat divergent. So if, it, it just depends on which you're on. AT and T and T-Mobile are on the same. Is Pete, on the, is Pete also traveling on uh, iPhone with Verizon? He is. So, so you guys have two guys with the same equipment and the same provider. 
That's interesting. What might happen, you might get over there, and I've had to do this shit before. I've had to go into a foreign country where I my iPhone just could not play along, and I tried. And I mean, I went into a fucking iPhone store, you know, to an Apple store, and I was like, make this fucker work. And uh, it didn't go well. And, and that's like the fun, that thing that you sent yeah. there, like... After you turn it off, or you turn your mobile on, you turn your do it. Yeah. If you can't do that, then you need to talk with an you know, then call an yeah, Apple right. representative. And you're like, what? How like, do I do that? The the, the go yeah. down the street and buy an Android phone for half the price of an iPhone. No, you buy good. a thirty dollar phone. You sure. can literally yeah. buy. That's what I'm asking. So like, like, yeah. like, why wouldn't you buy a burner phone? I'm not going anymore. <laughs> why wouldn't you just buy a burner phone like, so at the local, take my right. phone chris right at the local no, wally world this is know? this is my point is that is the one thing that we have to acknowledge about worldwide communications that we are not all it's not vhs or beta yeah. it's a lot of different stuff right and if you got vhs beta is not going to work for you and if you got beta vhs ain't going to work for you right you might be in a situation. I don't know about Morocco. I have fucking no idea. Yeah, I, don't I can tell you that in Germany and Ireland and England, uh, in in Plus Central hertz. America, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just the chargers. But I can tell you that in all those places, my phone has never let me down. The iPhone has worked great in those things, and I've also never had to put a different SIM in it. Okay, and I've had, and this is what's funny is I've had Verizon this entire time because Doctor Waters gets the contract for school. So I, I I wouldn't have this if I if I didn't. Maybe you're getting like a special treatment. No, I'm not. School, school no, because Costa Rica proved that shit didn't work. I, okay. It took me a day and a half to get my shit working in Costa Rica. Okay. But what I should have done in Costa Rica is I should have gone and bought a $39 one-month prepaid advance yeah. phone. Burner phone. Man. A burner phone. Yeah. Because then I have it in case of emergencies. It's on my body. I know it works because it came from that neighborhood it's, you still have it's from all that your part contacts of the world and everything on that phone. and i have my contacts on this device which as long as the battery's charged i can do anything i need to do and if you're going to have wi-fi a couple three times a day then you're going to check your messages you're going to update your facey books and do all the picture things you want to do right out of your phone you can also send your contacts yes to the absolutely other phone anyway. you can send it to your other phone you email so, it to yourself and yep. it loads it in so yeah. i do think that maybe for morocco the worst idea might be going straight street level drug dealer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I walked into a Walmart this time last year because I was just curious. Mm -hmm. I bought no, a, I have a bowl of couscous and a burner. <laughs> Dude, I bought a Motorola. I bought a Motorola phone. Not a, not, not a, no, they're good. not a Huawei, no, you know, the Motorola's are good. I phones. bought a Motorola that has a better camera than this thing has. Yeah. A real full featured phone for $39. And for $15 more, I got 30 days of unlimited everything. Dude, I So same. for 45 bucks, I was I was like the best drug dealer in the world. Can you bring me bring me back from Morocco? They have these like day coats with a Nehru collar. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Double yeah. extra large, please. <laughs> no, I mean they look really comfortable. It's like out of that really light cotton. But if you're sure. if, if you get over there and what I would tell you is you're flying uh, it, you're, when you land in Morocco, that would be a La land in uh, Portugal. Portugal. Liz, huh? Lisbon. Portugal. Oh, you're starting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then we go right. through Portugal, Spain. Right. Your shit's gonna work great. Take so the ferry, Sweden, ferry right? across the Straits yeah. of uh, Gibraltar and then we're into Oh, that's so cool. 
Yeah. Your phone's going to work great until you get halfway across the Straits of Gibraltar. <laughs> it's going to literally be like, oh, Europe, we do this every day. And now we're not in Europe anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the same thing when I go to the end of my pier at my house. When I go to the end of the pier, that's where Canada picks up. Now, my phone, every single time I go down to the end of my pier, it says, welcome to Canada. You'll be charged $10. Oh, there's a dead space in Avon Lake, though. That one little area. Yeah, it's the cemetery. It, yeah, it's totally dead right there. So, so Chris, are you riding your Janus? <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer to that. He's taking his Janus to Portugal. He's so, a hard what time. are you riding? Are you riding BMW? It's against or? the law yeah, Morocco. It's all... It's all it, it's all through BMW. Oh, it is? Yeah, so BMW 850 is what I signed up for. Oh, so cool. So Pete's going to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's doing an 850. And how many days are you going to be there? We're going to be in Morocco for 14 days, riding for 12 days. Jesus and then there's Christ. one day to get out of Lisbon through uh, Spain, across the Straits on a ferry boat, and then we land at uh, Rabat. I have a huge question, though. Mm -hmm. Huge. Like, this is a big a, question. A huge question. I've seen gotta be you. a lot of words in this. Question. I've seen you, <laughs> yeah, get to some stones on a road in yeah. North Carolina and yeah. say, "I don't want to do this ever yeah. again." Yeah. Well, they have roads in Morocco. So, so what's but, your question? Uh, do you, I mean, where's the huge question? <laughs> is it going to all be road? Like it's are, all pavement. You're, yeah. No sand or anything. What did I just say? <laughs> he said it's all okay. pavement. All right. Okay. I mean, yeah. He wants to fight because I was yeah. just thinking Morocco. Like, oh, I did Costa Rica, and I was like. They paved this whole fucking country. Okay. And then I realized the middle, they didn't pave. Yeah. Well, they that's paved what I was the outside thinking. Edges. I was just thinking, like, if you hit some, like, giant, yeah. you know, like, you're going to turn into Ian McGregor out there, like, fucking in the dirt and sand. And I, look. What did I say? Guy, he said it's paved. Roads? Is this guy paved? Can you, like, give us a little synopsis of what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm so very interested in this. It, the, the company is Moto Explorer. Plural. I don't know. Explorer. sounds adventure bikery, man. And you go... You land in uh, Lisbon, and you rally up there, and they give you a uh, bike, and they so there's no more than eight people per tour, not including your front guy, your tail guy, and then there's a um, Steve. Pay attention, I'm telling. Then there's a, a truck that carries your luggage, and uh, you stay at four and five star hotels every Damn. night. Damn, <laughs> and. Uh, there's some Cat McCloud shit going on. Yeah. Oh, so, you did. <laughs> so once you stay at the uh, hotel, then you've got your Wi-Fi in each hotel. Yeah. Ow! The, um, Hell. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Man. So, so do you know who you're... Okay, so Pete's going, of that course. So that's rich, two of the people. Yeah. That smelled a little So do you rich. know who else is going with you? No. Or? No, they're just... It's just open to people around the country, around the world. <laughs> around the world. So you may you might be going with some Italians or some Germans, Brazilians. Or, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, and I am actually I am seriously, I am envious of you. you. I, am I think I think that is awesome. You're doing, you're well, did you see a picture of my dad there? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, on, on that yeah. Norton. So yeah, that's yeah. that's really the history, as I've told these guys before. That's yeah. the history of me wanting to go. It's there. fucking amazing. My dad did it seventy years ago. That's amazing. So now you're seventy years later, you're going to be in the exact wow. place that your dad was. Well, M Morocco. Yeah. 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 No, that is that yeah. is fantastic. That's pretty that's fucking gonna, cool. That's yeah. the entire West well, I mean, that's that's the great thing about going in a trip that is supported. Yeah. Because then the idea of like, well, you know. 
chain breaks. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They got they got another bike. Oh, sorry, in the back I'd of like the to have truck. another bike now. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, here, here you go, fellas. Yeah, that's always been my idea. But just a, a great ultimate trip was when you're just like, bike broke, need new bike. No, <laughs> are, you, are you? Yeah. Do you have new gear? Are you gearing up for this? Or are you? What are you doing? Uh, the only thing I had to buy was uh, motorcycle boots. Mm-hmm. Over to yeah. what do you call them? Got some boots to fit me because right. my, you know, the ones that I bought are, are um, you know waterproof and stuff like that. My other sure. ones weren't so. I did that, uh, taking the same old helmet and jacket and so arrow stitch. Are you taking Are you taking any footwear for when you aren't wearing yeah, your boots? I'm taking these okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. always have yeah. a pair of not motorcycle boots. Yeah. Because you'd be amazed at the end of the day when you get those boots off, yeah. how thrilled you are to put something else on and then immediately grab whatever newspaper you can find and smoosh them down into your motorcycle boots because yeah. it'll pull all that day's sweat out of them. Yeah, and it'll really make you a lot more comfortable. You'll really like you'll like life a lot better after that. So, yeah. so the question is, what should I carry on? Should I carry my helmet on? Oh yeah, for sure. As opposed to checking it through. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't. I wouldn't check it through. <laughs> the reason I wouldn't check it through. Remember when you're anything that you're checking, if you lose it, you might lose it for three days. Yeah. Okay. So yes, in the worst case scenario, if the airline loses all your shit, you'll have a helmet. You'll have your jacket. Right. So you're gonna you're gonna wear your jacket on. I always, when I'm going on an airplane anywhere that motorcycles are involved, I will actually fly. I will be wearing. I know it sounds weird. I'll be wearing my motorcycle boots. I'll be wearing my motorcycle jacket. I'll I'll be carrying the motherfucker, honestly. Right. And every <laughs> and every time you get off the plane, there's a guy going. Right. Come yeah. Come way. over here. Right. <laughs> but the helmet, the helmet doesn't. They like, don't even count the helmet with your overhead bin shit. Right. But I do that because I have been on motorcycle trips like that I paid money for where I got to my intended destination. The bags weren't there. Did not go. Oh, ah. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's going to blow a hole in your foot, sleepy. The It's going to burn my carpet, though. Apparently not. So here's the, the reason I did that. I happened to get to my destination and I had my shit because I just do that from being in the military. Yeah. But other folks that were on the same exact trip and the same exact tour got there and had no jacket, had no helmet, had no gloves, had no boots. So no righty. Right. We were picking up the bikes. We got, they flew in at about 6 or 7 p.m. We got our bikes the next morning at 9 a.m. So they had to figure out helmets, jackets, gloves, and boots. Between 6 or 7 p.m., stores are closed. And 9 a.m. the next morning when we're supposed to be getting onto our rented motorcycles. And that was not fucking cool. And then three days later, their helmets, gloves, and boots all caught up with us. And then they had double of everything for the rest of the trip. Is that the trip right there, Phil? Yeah. This is what uh, this is the Morocco premium tour. Some of the scenery is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's just super fucking cool. So I do have the added inconvenience of getting on the airplane carrying those items yeah. or bringing those items with me. You could probably get one of those MX bags. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those wheelie MX bags. Thing. You don't need to spend that much money. I've all, I've been, I've been doing this for a really long time. My helmet goes in a helmet bag on the outside of my backpack. That is my carry on. Hmm. So, and if somebody wants to make a stink about it, like, Oh, you have too much shit. They never do that. Hmm. The people that put shit in the overhead bins. Now 
It is not just the overhead bin-sized container. It's the overhead bin-sized container that's unzipped to its maximum capacity, and now they're carrying another bag on top of that. You want to know inside baseball? Yeah. They cannot, as a guitarist... Yeah. Yeah, they, they can't make you check you, it. They can't, you can't check it, and they can't make you right. open it. Right. So many times with people with booze and stuff like that, you get an old guitar case filled with oh, stuff. Oh, man. And then you just carry hey. it around and do all these things. Hey, I can tell you as a motorcycle person, I've never had a problem going that way. And then I also will, generally when I get there, I'll if I check a bag, you're checking a bag, you yeah. can check your multi-tool or something like that in your checked bag. If you're not going to check a bag, buy one when you get there. You know, because there's everything you need will be there. But uh, I can't go anywhere without a multi-tool. So I will generally, if I'm not going to check a bag, I'll generally buy a cheap one when I get there, just so I always have that with me. Are you going to ship your swords that you buy home? Or are you gonna try to- <laughs> <laughs> You're coming back from Morocco. I know, you got yeah, it. I have like sword, a scimitar dude. or yeah. something when you come back. <laughs> yeah. Ship. <laughs> right, yeah. Ship that shit. So that sounds pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's great. What's the weather going to be like? Well, it's interesting. So I was reading a Roadrunner magazine yeah. article about they had gone over there in 2019, and mm-hmm. they went from April 1st to April 15th, and the guy was constantly bitching about how cold it was in the morning, and then they got up in the Atlas Mountains, and it was cold and everything like that. Yeah, so yeah. I got on the, uh, I, I sent an email over to the woman in uh, in Portugal, and I said, do these have heated grips? Tell me. She says, yeah, we got heated grips. Because we're adults. Yeah, so there's heated grips. There's, we rent these motorcycles. Yeah, and, uh, but... You know, I'm I'm gonna take some cold weather gear. You know, sure, oh stuff yeah, stuff like that, sock liners and glove yeah. liners and yeah. stuff like that. I didn't but, even get to use my heated socks because you, <laughs> 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 you were yeah. so excited about those. Too. I was. I was totally geeked. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, for that kind of a trip that you're going on, there's there's the two most important pieces of your equipment you have, right? The two most important pieces of equipment you have is a camera, take pictures of shit, and a credit card. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> a camera, that, take pictures of shit, and a credit card for anything you want, need, or didn't bring. And as long as you acknowledge that, you know, it looks like it's going to be 64 in the daytime and 51 at night. So that's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I like that whole idea of that trip. That's badass. It's super cool. And again, what do you, how many people are in your trip? They say no more than eight. Jesus, that's, eight, eight, that's a tight group. Eight guests. And that's then, fantastic. And the, right, and the, truck. The Yeah, the right. guide, the two guides, and the that's truck cool. driver. Yeah. No, that's cool. I like small group. I like small group. That's badass. That's cool, man. I'm really excited for you. Um, yeah, if you, get off, if you get off the plane and your iPhone doesn't work after you turn it off and turn it back on again, have you tried turning it off and turning it back yeah. on again? Uh, if it doesn't work... Burner, man. And you really feel like you need to... Burners are cheap, man. But like, yeah. you're not. I mean, like, so you have guys. So you're not. You're not. You An indigenous burner is a good thing, right? But he doesn't yeah. care about a GPS. On no, because he's got a group. No. He's got a group. So you're really group. just. You're just talking contact to home. Well, <laughs> and you know, I'm not the most tech guy anyhow. Yeah. So yeah. I could I could skip it for a couple of weeks and not miss it. So right. I don't. When you get back to the hotels, you're going to want to be able to boop 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 boop. You know. Yeah. Oh, we got a place would be use your, you know, activate your phone for overseas. Right. But don't use it overseas. Yeah. When you get there, buy the burner phone. Use ah, that. Yeah, Only yeah. use your phone if you have to call back here. Yeah. The burner phone will let you two talk to each other, yeah. text each other all day. Right. Yeah. And it's cheap. Internet. Yeah. A cheap burner 
is like having a walkie-talkie. Like yeah. 20 yeah. bucks. Yeah. It's so, it really is. And say fuck the phone and somebody else next to you will live like it's one. 1985 again. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. There's nothing I don't wrong answer with that. my phone. I don't answer my email. But he's got to have the porn hub in the morning, man. <laughs> he's got to have the porn I hub. I don't in answer the my phone. I don't answer my email. I complain about why I didn't get to pick up the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we emailed you and we texted you. I don't. I actually don't else. have yeah. marketplace. I rely on my poor yeah. friend to <laughs> screenshot and send him the interactions. My secretariat. <laughs> That's pretty true. Hey, I missed a hearse. I missed a Dodge Caravan oh, yeah, no, hearse. A, a 1990... That was a real mistake. A 1990 Dodge Caravan, stretchified, oh. just you know, a little extra, a little extra, mm-hmm. and it was for... you. We forget, we kind of forget how screwed up America was in the late 80s. And it was so screwed up in the late 80s that somebody went, you know what we should do? An economy hearse. <laughs> the words economy and hearse are very ever smooshed together. Very rarely. Very rarely does somebody go, you know what folks need? A nice lowbrow funeral. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we don't want to come off as being too auspicious. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We were there. You remember the, I'm going to say a phrase. Yeah, 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 go ahead. It is going to strike a chord in your memory. Yeah. The pride is back. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the <laughs> Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca. <laughs> the pride is back. Yep. Yeah, funeral kazoo. <laughs> the funeral kazoo. That's those, even better. Yeah, those are nice. There uh, it is. Those are nice caskets. Uh, can I get one in cardboard? <laughs> <laughs> so, that says cardboard casket. So right a there. company that has been around, and I don't need to go into the great details, but a company that has been making hearses in the United States for over a hundred goddamn years decided in 1990 that they needed to embrace the not-so-spendy customer. But it's not black, even. They came in a range of colors. The funniest part is my aunt and uncle had that caravan in that color. (laughs) In that year, like 1992. The extremely deep Winebury, right? right? Yeah. But here's the trick, though. A lot of people who do hearses will tell you this is not an actual hearse. This is called a first run car or first call car. This is the car that shows up with a couple of dudes that moves your mom, in my case, out of the living room into something that's not your living room. There's a couple snow shovels laying in there for the MVAs. Yeah. And so if you guys have ever seen that little Toyota Crown Station wagon that I run around, the black one, that's not a hearse. That's a first run car or first call car. So it's not ornate. It's it's basically somebody needs to get the body from where the body stopped being a person mm-hmm. and started being a body to the place where it's going to be processed, right? So that's what this is. But ultimately, this vehicle could be used for both. This vehicle could be used as a first-run car, but also could, the in fact, the final run car, the party car, right? So, um, But anyway, somebody on the East Coast had one of these, and it had a little bit of corrosion or whatever, and the price was reasonable, like $3,000 or whatever. And it, it made its way around all of our stupid, you know, right. Babe Rally. So you're saying you missed this. You were after this. John, I don't miss much. Mm-hmm. And I was making some very strong declarative statements. 
I can Venmo you. Like, what do you want? Would you like Bitcoin? Would you like cash? Would you like Venmo? PayPal? Because the second you take my payment, I'm buying an airplane ticket. And I'll be there. You don't even need to pick me up at the airport. I'm an adult. I can get a fucking Uber. No questions asked. I'm going to show up. Do you think it'll make it to Cleveland? And the guy was like, oh, yeah. It runs tip top. And I said, good enough for me. I did the Babe Rally twice. If it doesn't run tip top, I can put new brakes or whatever I need to in, you know, like you said, State College PA or Altoona. I don't, I'm not worried about that. And all it is is a 1994 Dodge Caravan that's about, what, two feet longer than normal? There's nothing special about it. It's not great. But son of a bitches, I lost that son. I hope that, I hope whoever bought it spent $1,000 more than the listing price was because I will respect that. So what happened? Wait, I missed the part about how you didn't get it. I, it sat out there in the ether. This thing got kicked around to 17 different Facebook groups. And everybody's oh. like, somebody should buy that. Somebody should buy that. And the usual rule of thumb is by the time it gets to the fourth list and says somebody should buy that, it's usually in my driveway. Right. Right? <laughs> Phil, and I'm always like, oh, you mean this one? Yeah. Phil, literally. It, yeah. Okay, I'm going to say these words. It's not going to mean lots of people. One of these days, Phil and Speedy Cop, yeah, well, are gonna meet this this particular this particular missed opportunity. I was a little verklempt about it. it. It was a little bothering because I did. We have an event coming up for this event. Like, oh, we we're doing eighty nine Grand Caravan. Oh yeah, yeah, this is a nineteen ninety Grand Caravan. Yeah, it doesn't get you much. see the similarity. Oh, I do. And this one's a hearse. So yeah, it kind of fits everything that goes into Phil. Even if I left it in Canada, <laughs> I'd feel like it was a mission well spent. <laughs> get a get a plane ticket from Canada back home. Yeah. Leave this parked wherever it decides to not be a car anymore, and where it decides to be a gun emplacement, <laughs> and it just can live there for the rest of its life. It can be a Canadian fucking Mountie for all I care. Mm -hmm. But I did miss it, so that just tells me that somebody paid more than three thousand mm -hmm. dollars because I told the guy. Maybe it's somebody that's on that uh, group that has actually uh, out, -scan, out scammed your scam. Well, you know, I I always say if if I didn't get if I'm not the owner of it, mm -hmm. I just hope that the person that Visit. sold it got more than I was willing to give for it. Yeah. Because you'll only know if you ask me. Because if you got like four guys that are if you got four guys if I'm selling something and you four guys all go like, yep, fill five thousand bucks seems reasonable. So now there's four of you that all think five thousand is reasonable. I need to figure out which one of you thinks 6,000 is reasonable. Me. That's it. And that's going to be the guy who gets the car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I hate to interrupt, but I'm going to. Yeah. There seems to be a desire to light another firecracker down here, but I don't really want to piss you off. We so. like the smell, though. I it's mean, not going to piss me off. I don't want Renee to come. If, I'm worried about Renee. If you think that indoor firecrackers are a good thing, that's fine. But if Renee says it smells like cordite in here. Yeah, see, that's what I'm really worried about. If she well, comes you know, fucking strip, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, you got a joke for us? You guys want to hear a joke? I want to hear a joke. Fuck yeah, I want to hear a joke. So Jake dies. No. Becky I goes. Him. Becky goes to one of those mediums, and the medium looks in her crystal ball, and a voice comes out, Becky? She says, is that you, Jake? It's me, Becky. Really? How is it, Jake? Oh, Becky, it's wonderful. Every day I wake up, first thing I do in the morning is have sex. Then I have some breakfast. Then I take a little nap. Sex again, then lunch, then a nap. Then I have sex, snack. 
Then I take another nap, sex nap, food, wonderful. <laughs> and I do this seven days a week. Oh, Jake, you're so lucky. Heaven must be wonderful. Who's in heaven? I'm a bull in Montana. Oh, resurrection jokes. I thought you were going to say I'm in I, prison. I was taking my wastewater classes this week. The teacher kept talking shit. Talking shit. <laughs> oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Ready for it? I'm ready. Oh, no, sir. It's just ice cream. Oh, no, the blown seal. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you've blown a seal. It looks, looks like, like you've blown a seal. Sorry. Oh, um, no, sir. <laughs> Dan, I did, I did want to bring this up one last time. We have Patreons, people that send us money to listen to this drivel. And I'm shocked at how many of you uh, reprobates... Lovely. I can't explain anybody that would would dare to send us $20 a month, but we're going to have a whole week of special guest stars. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we're going to get filthy. It is going to get fucking dark and dirty in here. It is going to get evil in here. Week, so one podcast? I know. <laughs> I don't really know how we're going to handle this because... I should have put maybe a cap on the number of people that said they would have call-in privileges because I fucked up. I gave these people the opportunity to contact us twice, twice per year that they're doing this. And if they do that and we give 10 minutes to each person twice, that's 20 minutes per victim, I mean, supporter, then that's a lot of time. Yeah, that might be those extra 10 episodes we need to get yeah, us to episode 420. 420. This is how we get <laughs> or, to 420. Or we finally, we finally open this up. This is how we do it. I say baby. we finally open up Cleveland Moto Podcast after dark. After dark. The once a month. Dude, that's going to be OnlyFans. That has to be OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. That has got to be OnlyFans. Look, you, this man. is not the first time I've gotten Ooh. naked for money. <laughs> 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 or for I, fun. I, I think that I think that podcast after the Cleveland Moto After Dark <laughs> is a very if this is how very we ugly. gotta make the Patreon money. I, no, I Tom, if you, the AMA Vintage Days booth at yeah. three AM yeah. is We've all been a hive of scum and villainy. We yeah. have all <laughs> look, No, no, no. We, we've been to podcast. We've it's been to, we've been to Bandcamp. We have seen this. No, 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 just... no. No, this is like because Bandcamp is a lot of people that are all into the same shit. Right. Um, Vintage Days is like our area is all the people that are into the same <laughs> shit. But occasionally you get wanderers who are not down with the lingo. No, nope, no. Nope. So then you'll kind of come out of your tent after being passed out for two hours to a child rapist trying to talk. He has seen my video at Bandcamp. No, dude, it's... <laughs> As of last year, we're sitting there, we're like, is this dude trying to rape everyone here? At Bandcamp, like, everybody's hip. So right. at Bandcamp, yeah. 100% of the people are hip. hip. At right. Mid-Ohio, 4% of the people are hip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just Life's like a box of chocolates. You just yeah. never know what you're going at to get. At Mid-Ohio, all the hip people are in our little bad neighborhood of Mid-Ohio, yeah. yeah. but everyone else doesn't like us very and much. So the problem is, is when some of these people wander in... <laughs> And they hey, think what's going they can on over hang, here? And then they'll hear something that sets them off, and then they turn on and you. Next and next thing they see is Pete's dick <laughs> and fireworks. 
<laughs> that won't stop either. The dick stayed on too long and the fireworks stayed on way too long too. Too much dick, too much fireworks. Way too much. Okay, Graham Smith sent us a message from Sup Dickheads. I am I impulse subscribed because I'm hoping you build that water cooled super hawk. Oh. oh, well, we would like to love you. We'll probably cancel this tomorrow. <laughs> Ow, not I like this guy. Thank, <laughs> thank local Canadian beer. See it mid Ohio. So for the record, Graham Smith is the perfect example yeah. of our podcast listener. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Feeling oh. cute. Might unsubscribe yeah, later. Right. <laughs> look, look, get, give me the parts. Just let me build it. I, I'm going to rock and roll this. That poor son of a bitch got penalized because he's Canadian. Yeah. Oh. 20 bucks for the rest of the planet. 29 if you're from Kanukistan. Yeah, but he has health care. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Love that. What, yeah. What's that, the name That's pretty rough. Uh, well, we know you yeah. can do it. The big part isn't building it. The part is finding the motor. Yeah, we want a Hornet yep, two fifty yep, yep, four yep, cylinder yep. liquid cooled, and they the only um, as far well, as I know yeah. they're from Japan. Well, why don't right. you put that out there? If anybody can get a hold up, not stolen. <laughs> now that I mean, would be, or we could go look, bold look, and get like a CB one. Do motor. not hamstring people. CB1. Do not hamstring. But I don't want you to take it out of a good CB one. Most John's got to We can't have that's hey hey hey. Can we do? Podcast listeners, we need do not fuck up a good bike for this. Yeah. Mm. If you know somewhere we can find a CB1 motor in a completely rat fucked, never going to live again motorcycle, a CB1 or CBR 400, any number of ours after it doesn't matter. NC27 motor. NC27 motor. If if you know where there's what. CBR 300. That would work, wouldn't it? Not no, the same. That's not what we want. That's not what we want. Oh, we want an yeah. inline four-cylinder yeah. liquid cool. And we don't want to go we don't want to we don't want to go down in CCs. We'd rather go up a little bit. Okay. So I mean if somebody has a Hornet 250 four-cylinder. I guess cool. we might play so, along if we had to. So yeah, the point right, being right. is if you have a 599, let that's me not, know. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's a totally different animal. That's not gonna I mean, that's not <laughs> what the spirit of this building is. Oh, I will totally rock but this, I mean, no matter what you got. If you've got a CB one ish, and it's and it's just hanging around, and you're not going to do anything with it, send us a photo. Let us know because we got enough people in enough places that we could probably get it over here. But I think John is completely on the ball here. That that's as close to a I'm not going to say a drop in, but that's a worthy project. And we have I'm not even sure the CB one will work because. Yeah, I think CB1 is basically a CBR 600 with just no, it's smaller on yeah, it's the, much it's smaller. smaller. Yeah, yeah. I've done a bunch of the. Uh, I mean, when yeah. you look at a CB1, it's like a three quarter CB. What did, what did Nick used to have? The 400 he had. He had a Bandito. He had a Bandito. Yeah, that was or a smaller. A, would that cylinder? be a Banditini? A Banditini? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a Bambino. Bambino Bandito. It's 400 cc Bandit. Yeah, 400 cc Bandit. That's not a bad motor. That's not a Honda though, Steve. I didn't know you were trying to stick with the. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. I mean, I mean, the bike in no, question. The bike dogs in question. Living together. <laughs> the bike in question donated its Total motor. Total hysteria. The bike in question donated its motor to him. Oh. After he found out how tightly you can stretch the rubber band in a Superhawk. Uh. Twink. Twink. <laughs> so 
I bought a bike that was formerly a race bike in Texas that was just not pretty, but the motor was. And then that motor left that frame. So that frame is sitting there with no motor in it. And I have a title for it. Oh, okay. And the motor went into his bike. Which is now. Which is now Nick's bike. Exactly. Right. Which is now Nick's bike. So the point is we have a complete Superhawk with a title that needs a motor. Hmm. Okay, so if we need a motor, might as well do a water-cooled four-cylinder, right? So if you have a Hayabusa, no Alex Milliard shit, none of that. Do you remember the picture from last week? Were you here for the last bike? Yeah, right, right. That's what we're looking Guy for. Alexander, Guy Alexander would like to thank Guy Alexander for dipping his toe in at five bucks a month. So believe it or not, though, even though he dipped his toe in at five bucks a month, only $5 a month, that means Renee is get, going to pack her box. Mm. She's going to stuff her box with gifts for Guy Alexander. So even at the $5 a month level, is this- after six months, you do get... To you get to see how much Renee can fit in a box, well, and, and she's kind of excited about it because she took a vacation. She did. So now she's excited to come back and stuff she her is. box. And she she stuffed she stuffed her box so much before she went on vacation. It was shot. The mailman showed up and he's like, "What the fuck?" And it was just all of these little tight boxes going out to our patreons. Nice. So yeah, we're hitting them. We're hitting you. So you're R- getting the stuff. Renee has an OnlyFans? No, no, it's just the podcast. She's she stuffs Stuffing her box. Her box for she OnlyFans, stuffs her box for our for podcast OnlyFans. people. No, 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 that's it. And that's a and that's a big deal because we got some oh. new stickers. We got the uh we got the Ukrainian version. So uh, oh, yeah. we have the new Ukrainian version of the Cleveland Slava Moto stickers. So we're and glory to the heroes. We're sticking these in the boxes now. So we got Slava Ukraine, uh, Ukraine Slava stickers Ukraine, yeah. for our podcast listeners. Yeah. Um, so we got some cool shit there because, hey, what the fuck, man? What's, what's the top one? Do what's that? Top. What's, what's Our top level is that $20, be a legend. So oh, 20 wait. bucks, you get to actually participate in the podcast for two times, 10 minutes each. Yeah. Unless we think you're sexy, in which case we may let you go a little longer. We've had some people show, like our one podcast listener said, I showed up and was on that podcast for free, so you motherfuckers are shilling 20 bucks for it. It's bullshit. But he was he was free, but he was good. Was that Chase? Yeah, that was Chase. Fuck you, oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other thing, though. Have we ever oh. have we ever turned a person away that has showed up? No, right. We so, don't do that. No, we just lie about what date we're recording on. That's all. We yeah, just, the only, right. this is just a convenience recording because we have to do the, rec- we the recording. We are going to have a special equipment. guest on May 18th, though. Uh, what? What you talking about, Willis? Adam, the guy that gave me the the Sim Wolf. The oh, really? Is Adam yeah, coming down? Yeah, he said he's going to be in town. <gasps> So I just wanted to give a shout out to him, and he said he's going to be here. And of course, I had to invite him to the podcast. Yeah, because he didn't give a twenty dollar a month Patreon. He gave you a Wolf One Fifty. Right, right. Yeah, he gave you a SYM. So he will be in town. Oh, that's cool. Did you tell him you could ride his bike? Yeah, that he could ride his bike. bike. (laughs) It runs now. Yeah, (laughs) and it's got a thousand more miles on it. Okay, that's super cool. Um, Start paying attention, guys. I'm going to leave you guys with this. If you have ever done the DGR, the disgruntled gentleman, I mean, distinguished gentleman's ride. If you've ever done that, it's coming up. Remember, we don't do it in the autumn anymore. We do it in the springtime. And this year, I think I'm going to start it at Noble Beast and do a, a long lap, Metro Parks lap. 
And I think we might have a refreshment station at the uh, Clippity Clop Saddle Shop. I mean, the County Line Pub or the County Line Saloon. That'll be our refreshment stop. And then we'll uh, meander. What's up? Still there? I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> That'd that, be the place. The to bar go. that John found, that, that mid- halfway bar we did, like North Royalton North or somewhere, Royalton, yeah, that yeah. bar was pretty good. But I think we're just going to go straight from the County Line Saloon a long way around to Porco. Okay. So we'll start at Noble Beast. We can make Beast. a stop at Loggerheads. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go out to my neighborhood, sure. Rock on, dude. Yeah, I, I'm sure they'll have us. They got plenty of room. To, we could go to Close Quarters. We could go to Close Quarters. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I'd like one small drink. Uh, smallest bar in America. But what is funny is looking at the whole DGR thing. I was looking at the routes that we've done because this would be our 11th year, right? So 11th year doing it. I was looking at all the routes that we've done in the past trying to find a new route, something fresh, something new that we hadn't done before. And then I said, fuck it. It doesn't have to be new. The route doesn't have to be any different than it's ever been before. Because I was like, east side run, west side run. Let's just do the circle around the middle. Let's just do the circle around the middle business. And we'll start at Noble Beast because they're open and serve food at 11 o'clock on Sunday. What's the best part of a Twinkie? The cream filling. The cream filling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Might as well just... And so we know everybody here kind of likes Noble Beast. Mm -hmm. And everybody here knows that it's a good place to get food on a Sunday. And then if we make the ride start at some reasonable time, like we'll tell everyone we're going to leave at one, but we won't really leave until two so people can get their checks paid, you know, that'll be pretty cool. And then we can get into Porco like four o'clock ish. Noble Beast has the best taps in town. Well, I look, they're open on a Sunday and they have no problem with 140 people showing up. And they got plenty of parking right next yes, door. Yes, they do. They have tons of parking right next door. And everyone else we've talked to has been like really shitty about, well, can we pick the 140 people or, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, we're bringing you 140 people on a Sunday in May when you're not, you know, it's not fully geared up in summertime yet. So say thank you and serve beer. Well, we've been on those trips before where we rolled into somewhere that had one bartender, two bartenders to serve 140 fucking people on motorcycles. And they're like, well, this is, this trip's going to suck because we're going to be here for three hours to get nine beer. So no, we're going to go to Beast because Beast always has people on staff. They get the food out in a hurry every single time. They have no problem with 140 bikes in the parking lot. Yay, let's go to the Beast. Let's do that because I think that's far more interesting. Last year we did did the museum, the Crawford Auto Museum, and it poured so fucking hard on us. I turned around. I got. I was getting hammered so hard. I just. I said, "Fuck it," and turned around. <laughs> it was very fucking wet. Yeah, it oh, was I've, very wet. I've never heard of you stopping whenever you're getting hammered too hard. <laughs> <laughs> usually, that's usually when you're really having you're shining, really it's getting right that, into it at that point. Especially when they're wet. Yeah. <laughs> a wet, a good wet hammering, Steve, goes a long way. <laughs> I mean, but that was a weird year last year. We got started. Yeah. in absolute misery and then 40 minutes into the ride everything got beautiful and perfect and dried out mm. and that was cool but uh i think this year we're gonna do it i think we'll do that kind of a circle what, what time frame do are we talking it. here what month it's may 20 may, may 23rd ah, nice. yeah okay. may 23rd it's a sunday it's always a sunday that's the may 2-4 weekend it is the may 2-4 weekend eh yeah Green get Victoria's yourself a 240 Day. yep that's right so that's it anybody got anything else 
Fuck it, ride fast and take chances. Johnny. Press red, get us out. Check, check.